All right. Hey guys, I am here with crypto aquatic mating specialist Jimmy Hoppa. How you doing, man? I am very <laughs> I good. I practiced for... saying that because of the damn freaking fish thing, but I screwed it up. Seaman. Uh, okay. Seaman. Well, um, it is eight fifty-eight in the morning on uh, Saturday, um, and we're doing this. Uh, I got Sapporo because you're in Japan, and I, I like to drink the shitty beer of the country of the person I'm talking to. So Sapporo is really good. No, I'd say. I actually like it, but it's definitely not my favorite. So here we go. Uh, breakfast. Cheers, my yeah. friend. Cheers. I'm going to do some Ginga Kogen, which uh, is my recommendation for anybody who comes to Japan. Oh, yeah? I think it's the best beer in the world, but uh, I ended up drinking, like, you know, Belgian or German beers in Japan. But cheers. Or cheers. you want to go Japanese? Kanpai. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Kanpai! Yes, go. yes. I, I was uh, The last time I did the cheers, um, I screwed up and forgot one. So, uh, yeah. There you go. On pie. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was only in Japan once, um, and it was, it was a connecting flight. Uh, and I really was pissed because I wanted so badly to just go wander around. It was in Narita, so it wasn't, it's not like I landed in Tokyo and didn't pop out for a while. But um, So for, for people like myself, before I started traveling for work, I was the, the little poor kid and never went anywhere. Um, I had no idea how big Japan was. I assumed it was like the size of Florida or something when it's right. actually a lot larger. It's from like, somebody said it was from like about New York to the bottom of Florida-ish or something. Is that correct? Uh, a lot of people compare it, like, you know, with size, like, to California. So if you just think okay. of, like, California, if you get, like, Japan and put it in America, the, the way it's shaped, I guess it would be, like, an East Coast California. But, yeah, it's a pretty big uh, big country, but, you know, it's a lot of mountains mm. and uh, a lot of great, uh, great transportation, though. So even though it is pretty large, you can get here and there pretty quickly, especially with those Shinkansen. So, yeah. Yeah, I so remember reading when you, an when you do actually come here proper, you got to get one of those JR rail passes and you can zip here and there and go game shopping, my friend. So, would it actually have been here. easy to get from Narita to Tokyo? Oh, well, I mean, like Narita, there's a express train that gets you from to like the heart of Tokyo uh, from Narita. I think it's like about an hour, I want to say, or actually less than that. It's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've taken it, but uh, like from where I'm at, which is northeastern uh, Honshu, which is the main island. Okay. Like I can get to Tokyo in like an hour and a half with the bullet train, so uh, yeah, I mean everything's kind of close and connected. Uh, so, so if you're in Narita, if you're at Narita Airport, you're basically in in Tokyo, kind of. So damn, uh, so I missed out. Is that yeah. one of those high speed trains, like one of those 300 mile an hour bullet trains? Shinkansen, yeah. That that would like from where I'm at to go to Tokyo, like, that's like an hour and a half. It's about a hundred dollars one way though, so it's like I don't really go it very often. Uh, I'd rather spend my. I'd rather waste my money on game crap in my neighborhood. But uh, yeah, I hear but, that. Jeez, that's awesome. But I'll my, tell you about the JR later, so you can save on money. Uh, yes, save on that. Always go any. So. So uh, I guess a proper introduction is in order. You actually don't study uh, fictional fish from Dreamcast games as for a living. <laughs> I did. You, did have, <laughs> you did for this. I wish one I thing. was. That'd be pretty. A pretty kick-ass job but yep you do have a pretty awesome youtube channel uh you want to tell everybody about it for those of us that weren't familiar with you right away uh, sure uh there's not really much to to say about it but it's a small channel and i've been doing it for three or four years now i don't really remember but it's all about uh games that never came out in the states and mostly also in europe so japan only games that are really good and most often ones that people never really talk about so um, and I kind of go, I, I wouldn't really say they're 
reviews because I don't really say I only choose games that I like, so they're not like critical reviews. But uh, I try to go through. Here's how the here's the story. Here's how the game plays. If there's some history I know about, I'll, I'll talk about that. But uh, you know, the thing about YouTube is like when you first start out, it's like oh, I'm gonna make this short, make this under ten minutes. This is gonna be great. But the more you do them, the more detailed and the more <laughs> some sort of weird like YouTube OCD comes about. And I think that happens for a lot of people when they start out. Uh, so they've been getting longer and longer, and I don't know. People seem to like it. So. Yeah, as long yeah. I mean it's my just my opinion, but as long as the content is good, then it, it doesn't really matter how long it is. It's all you're in it for the content. So whether it's ten minutes or an hour, it's long as everybody's interested. Who cares how long it is? So yeah, I, that's the way I look at it too. But uh, there are demographics and the YouTube game, you know. Yeah, look, the demographics people have Not laid out. If I followed those things, I should have killed myself when I was 17 because <laughs> I never fit into any demographic. Oh. Everything I've ever done was against the grain, and everybody always told me I'd fail, and... I'm not exact. I live in a room in New York City and drive a Kia, so I don't think I'm a failure. But I'm not exactly rolling in it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm you're, doing, still... you're doing fine to me, and with that attitude, you know this this anti-tribalist attitude. I, I like that. There you go. You know? Don't. Put we me have in each a box. other. We have each other. Us, us <laughs> retro gaming people. You know. Absolutely. I don't really fit in either. So. It's very funny it's when good. you say about stuff getting longer because my first podcast was seven minutes long. And I thought like, <laughs> all right, well maybe someday yeah. I come up with a, an opening like, but. God, what's going to happen on the weeks that I don't have anything to talk about? And I think by my third podcast, it was 45 minutes long or something. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, let's just keep rolling with it and see what happens. But, hey. Yeah, and people seem to dig it, so you're yeah. doing something right with that. Yeah, as long as people dig it and I'm having fun, I'm not stopping. So Yeah. So uh, you're not generally on camera on your videos, right? No, I never go on camera. So it's actually this is kind of a, it's a first. Ugh. I know, right? <laughs> actually, I prepared. I prepared us for some things. I was gonna to, to avoid going on camera. I had one of these things, and I what had like that? some it's little just glasses. Little black, yeah, little glasses to kind of block out your oh, eyes. Guys, and, that is hilarious. Yeah, I had some other stuff here too, like some creepy masks and a Dragon Quest slime thing. But I figured, you know what? Uh, I don't want to ruin the flow of your your uh, interviews, so <laughs> I'll go on camera. For all the people who are disappointed for finally finally seeing me. If anybody is familiar with me here, then sorry. Just a normal, normal looking dude. I was kind of hoping you'd, you'd be wearing a Voltar mask, <clears throat> just a picture of his face over yours, uh, just so we control. No him a one, no bit. one can replicate that amount of sexy. So unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, awesome. CGI isn't up to that uh, level yet, so. So, um, the the last person who lived in Japan I, I spoke to was Chris Covell, and uh, he was started to talk a little bit about some of the things that he finds, but uh, judging on the collection you have just sitting behind you, um, it, it looks like uh, you're all over the local game stores and collectible stuff. Um, is there, like, a, a neighborhood to go to around you? Is there, like... Uh, I don't know. For people to go to Japan, is there a, a hidden gem store that people would go to to find stuff? Or, or? A hidden gem? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, everybody knows Akihabara, and uh, I could talk to you about Akihabara a little bit later if you'd like. But mm. I would say, like, as far as like hidden gems, um, a place that uh, I always recommend people, and I think it's pretty well known now, is Book Off. Like, it sounds like something dirty you do, right? If you're in the library, you're booking off. But uh, Book Off is, is a, 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 it's like the largest used media chain in Japan. And so, like, every neighborhood probably has a, a Book Off somewhere, at least one. 
Um, there are a few in the States. There's one in New York, too. Um, it's probably not going to be nearly as good as one in a dinky neighborhood in Japan. But, hey, it is what it is. So they got one, a couple in Hawaii, too. I used to go there a lot when I was still living there. But Book Off, yeah, I mean, as far as their prices, they started to go a little bit pricier. But the beautiful thing about Book Off is like every time you go in there, there's something that you're going to want. And they sell, they sell games. They sell game consoles. They sell music CDs. They sell DVDs. It's books. But, you know, honestly, you know, it's, it's the current year. Uh, who reads books? But Japanese as an, an avid reader population. Um, but as far as like games, sometimes like they'll, they'll have like their database of prices. And so like, you know, a game like... Uh, I don't know, The Adventure of Little Ralph for like the PlayStation 1. They, they know it's really expensive, so it's going to price it accordingly. Uh, just for example, too, um, the other day I saw a, a really great condition Castlevania for Famicom Cartridge, which is one of the last releases for Famicom. And it's actually a pretty hard to find and expensive game here. But they were charging about $280 for it. Oh, wow. And that's a kind of a shock because, uh, yeah, I mean, like, when we think of Castlevania... I, I bought that for like five bucks at like a Funko Land back in the day. Um, but like sometimes they'll have that. Like it really depends on who prices them, it seems, because like or who the manager is, even at the same store. Because that very same store, sometimes I'll find like dollar games, basically. And they'll have complete in box, like just uh, like I got Crude Buster from Mega Drive. I think it's called Two Crude Dudes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a somewhat rare game in Japan. That was a dollar. Magic Mickey's Magical Quest Three was a dollar there too. Just a ton of stuff. Like it, whoever's pricing them, they either see it as like, oh, I got to look in the database, see what this game is, so I can price it accordingly, or oh, this is old crap. So dollar, 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 and they just throw them in like a, a bin or a shelf. Mm-hmm. So book off is is what I would say. If, if anybody's just wandering around Japan, they're bound to see a book off. And they should go into Book Off and check it out. Um, there's also Hard Off, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. You know, it's not a it's not a joke. Like <clears throat> your girl's so ugly, she gives me a Hard Off. But uh, <laughs> like, it's called Hard Off. It is part of the Off family. So Book Off, Hard Off. Um, there's Off House. So um, a lot of play Hobby Off. <laughs> it sells figurines and stuff. But Hard Off is like a, also another store, just like Book Off, but they sell more things. It's where I get my laser discs because I am an old man and I like laser discs. Um, big, big giant CDs that I, I don't really have room to store anywhere. Um, but it's, it's kind of like either going to some, uh, going to a, like a yard sale for someone who just died or for some parents whose kid went off to college and you're just selling off all their old crap there's like a lot of really great stuff at hard off but um yeah book off hard off those are pretty good those are pretty good hidden gem stores Hmm. Um, and they're everywhere so hard off less than book off but yeah interesting and i'll I'll just shout out uh, there's a guy a kid shodukin who does like these hard off hunter series on youtube so check them out hard off hunter <laughs> don't that's... just just don't do it at work because you might not like the results you get and you might get fired you know <laughs> that sounds like something that would air on dateline nbc hi yeah, i'm right? chris hansen in the hard chris off hansen. hunter <laughs> would you like a brownie <laughs> yeah he's gonna look in your bag you oh. notice you had uh, 10 10 uh, laser discs you know <laughs> all a dollar each what were you gonna do with these <laughs> i love uh, i love literal translations oh, and i love the wrong translations sometimes I spent a long time in uh, in Taiwan for work, and uh, mm-hmm. you could see like sometimes the trendy kids would wear shirts with like what they thought was American slang on them, and it was just wrong. Like not only spelled wrong, but one was like uh, like bake fuck. Like I didn't even make sense. <laughs> I'm just like it was just the kid walking around. He thought he was this shit. It was in, like shiny gold letters and a white shirt. 
And I'm just like, wow, somebody should explain to him that he's actually not the cool kid. He's just illiterate. So, oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like those dudes who have like the little con- the Chinese and the count kanji or whatever tattoos. And like, you don't know what that says, guy. Come yeah. On. Now I, they have Google Translate or whatever. They just scan it like, oh, my God. I got a couple but, uh, of friends with those. And I'm like, are you are you sure? They're like, of course I'm sure. The tattoo artist said it was. I'm like, oh, God, your <laughs> your tattoo does not say that. Go look it up. <laughs> an idiot but yeah i mean you get that in japan as well i, I remember like uh, i think it was like an old tokyo game show um from like maybe the late 90s i remember seeing the pictures of it in like an old electronic gaming magazine you know it always stuck with me for some reason but it was a t-shirt they were giving out to people mm-hmm. and the, i guess it was the slogan of the show and it was the future of games kick your ass <laughs> but it didn't say the future of games kicks your ass it's the future of games. Kick your ass. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I like that, though. It's cute, like right? That's, I guess that's why it's already always stuck with me. But I wish <laughs> I had one of those shirts. <laughs> I'd wear it. The future of games totally kick my ass. So. <laughs> so you said you lived in Hawaii for a while. How did you get all over the place? Uh, that's where I grew up. Okay. So um, I grew up in Hawaii because uh, that's where uh, my mom's from. Mm-hmm. And that's where my dad met my mom. But uh, I was actually born in Cali. And I've lived uh, lived in Cali, lived in Hawaii, lived in South Carolina. Uh, so I've, been, I've lived in a lot of places. My dad was in the Navy, so he just moved uh-huh. around a lot gotcha, as gotcha. well. But, um, but yeah, after college, I moved to Japan, stayed in Japan for a few years, went back to Hawaii, got bored of that, went back to Japan. So that's, that's why. Is, that, but, uh, is it really living in Hawaii, in Hawaii I'm, as people say? Rough, as in, uh, like one of my friends is a. Uh, I actually had hard, him on the hard show. Hard waves at the beach. Or... No, he's uh, an ex-marine, and he said like he would go to bars, and, and he's just like a lovable dude, right? He'll just show up and mm. mind his business. If you talk to him, he'll talk to you. He's just the most like uh, he will never Sounds start like a fight. <laughs> no, yeah. this, but this guy is a marine, great shape, and he said like every bar that he went to, if he were to just bump into a local accidentally, he'd get punched in the face. He's like, it's really hey, rough over Bob. there. What the fuck, Bob? Hey, howly boy, what the fuck? You like scrap? Like that kind of... <laughs> yeah, much, that's, yeah. The, that's the thing about like military and locals. Um, you know, I, I, I stopped kind of going to like bars and going out a lot um, when I was... When I moved back to Hawaii as an adult. So, and that's why I started YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, for some reason, yeah, like the locals and the military dudes, it's just like this... I don't know this this weird hatred that they have. So yeah, there's always like weird fights and it's always like these weird tense kind of showdowns or whatever. And I understand a little bit why it happens because you know your friend's like super nice. I'm sure like you said, and like he's like probably you know like a nice, respectful dude. But you got a lot of assholes. You know, like everywhere you go, it doesn't matter if you're in the military or not. But there's like a there's like a long history of locals and military hating, and there's there's a little bit of like I don't want to go too into it, but this kind of weird racism too. Uh, you know, it's not just power plus prejudice, guys. But <laughs> uh, but we don't need to get into that. Um, but is that but yeah, something where, like, uh, if I were to go to like go to Hawaii for a month for work, which actually almost did happen once a couple years ago, like if I just as a fucking just an old fat man walk into a bar with a smile on my face, drinking, like if I bump into somebody, am I going to get cracked in the face? Obviously not military fatigues in my signature black shirt. No. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you're gonna get cracked in your face. Uh, they, they call they call those false cracks too. Like when you don't know, you're getting yes. punched in the face. But 
Yeah, like you're probably gonna get. I, I would say most people are gonna be very nice and friendly, and um, it, I would say you'd you'd be very unlucky if you ran into something like that in Hawaii. To be honest, but there is the chance. It depends on really where you go to. Um, but yeah, a lot of people look at like you know folks as your like yourself, and they just think of them as like you know they got the word howly right howly, mm-hmm. uh, and it, there's like just people who just don't like those kind of people even though the, the same people will listen to taylor swift and they'll they'll watch the avengers all these damn howlies and these movies and this music but you know, if they see you in person oh you're just ruining my aina and ruining my my island which it's a shame because like in hawaii like most people get along and uh it's, it's a long history of people coming together it's uh you know very very much the the result of people coming together and working together Instead of punching you in a bar <laughs> for having a nice, uh, a goofy grin and a, and a nice demeanor, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm always very fascinated by the the psychological aspects about all this stuff because you know it, I started to learn once I because I never went anywhere and the next thing you now I get a job and they're like go get a passport you know you're going to be gone most of the time and <clears throat> you see everywhere on the planet the same patterns repeating whether it's a city or a town or a country and we're all we're all cavemen. We're all just, we're very, very few years outside of the cave compared to how many years we were in the cave. So we still do have that, like, protect your own tribal and, like, the smaller the community, the more defensive they are of outsiders and of all, uh, on all walks of the planet. And it just, it kind of cracks me up. And then everybody always thinks, you know, different, different is worse. And that that always cracks me the fuck up, too. But, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, yeah. I see craziness everywhere, and I, I just I just kind of laugh through it. I'm also a kind of a large dude, and I, I had to get into a lot of fights as a kid, so I'm not really afraid of much. So I just kind of smile through it like, yeah, whatever. Talk right off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're not afraid of getting the best picture quality from your retro gaming system. No, so I will it start worked a out fight in with end. any Super Nintendo that comes in front of me. Any one of them. <laughs> Two chips could fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, though. Yeah, I mean, like, um, just... Yeah, I, I know what you I know what you mean with like the whole uh, yeah tribal tribalistic. And so what's what's good about you know kind of being in this this um, older kind of gaming retro gaming old school gaming whatever you want to call it. Like there's not I, I look at a lot of like modern gaming YouTube things you know here and there once in a while or like websites and I'm just kind of like I just see what kind of comments and what kind of community there is and I'm just like Jesus Christ man. Yeah. Uh, was it ever this bad when I was 13? Or It uh, definitely was, I, without a doubt. It definitely was. It definitely yeah, you, was. Actually, you're right. I was just going to say, like, oh, you know, maybe we're older and wise and we're, like, just retired. We're, we're not going to do too much bullshit because they're still trolls. And, like, God, God bless, whatever, do what you want to do. I actually do remember, like, uh, getting Xbox Live. I got that day one, the original Xbox. And uh, I was super excited for that. And I got Unreal Championship. And, like, the first thing that people started telling me was I just was – basically uh told that i that my heterosexuality was challenged <laughs> um, people thought that i was of uh, i had more melanin than i had uh, <laughs> just, I, don't know, I was like wait a second this is, i was so hyped because i pre-ordered xbox live and i was like i'm gonna get fantasy star online when that comes out but uh then and then i People yeah. always say whatever they think is going to get the most rise out of you. And the lower they go, the less uh, respect I have for them. Unless they're friends and then bring on whatever you got to say. But oh, right. With right, strangers, yeah. it's like it, whenever somebody just stoops to the lowest thing they can, I immediately lose respect. Like, 
you couldn't even come up with something creative. Like, you really just had to go to a default. Well, I wonder what's going to insult this person the most. Come on. Like, right. Yeah, if it's creative, then hey. That's, I like that. But, yeah, if it's just I, stupid. I had a troll the other day, right. and I, I, don't, I probably shouldn't encourage this, but I, I was in tears laughing so freaking hard. I banned somebody last year from the comments because they kept dropping the F-bomb, and clearly I'm not talking about fuck. It's, and, and they oh, that one. They weren't doing it funny. They weren't doing it ironically. They just were an asshole about it. I was like, dude, why don't you lay off on that, man? We don't need that here. And it just he responded again with that, so I banned him. And next thing you know, a couple months ago, I got a private YouTube message. Hey, you piece of shit. If you hadn't abandoned <laughs> me, I, I would have donated to your stupid Indiegogo. But it doesn't matter. Your heart's probably going to explode before it ends anyway, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still trolling. Oh, so my God. Gotta... I, was, I loved it. <laughs> I was oh absolutely laughing my ass off. And it's like, I probably shouldn't say that because now I'm going to get a million of those. should have responded. But... I was like, yeah, when it happens, I hope I'm under or over you. Buddy. Yeah, on your mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just step, on your step mom, right bro. down to that level. The cycle of violence continues, but <laughs> yeah, I, I usually don't take much, uh, much like people I don't know, like whatever they say too seriously. And yeah. I, I kind of, sometimes I can enjoy it if it's like very clever, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lazy trolling these days, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of people who get called trolls who aren't trolls and I don't know. It's so stupid. I'm too old for that shit, you know? Yeah, I don't. So I'm glad. So I'm glad most people in our our little circle or whatever are pretty pretty mature. You know, you don't get too many weird hate mail or whatever stupid comments. You get them here and there, but it's amusing. Yeah, I I think that any of the events I've been to in person are like the polar opposite of your average comment section. Like it's just it's so cool to just see a random group of people of every age. Of uh, you know, every level of melanin, like whatever. <laughs> Anybody, you yeah. just walk into a room and there's all these people that are all wildly different from each other. That are all just like, hey, like that's it. That's that's the extent of your judging when you walk in that room. Like, hey, like that's it. <laughs> it's very cool to right. see that, and I see that a lot in the fighting tournaments too. Just a bunch. The dude, uh, I think the dude that won one of the last tournaments I went to didn't even speak English, and everybody was, everybody loved him. They were fucking all cheering him on and everything, and he just, you know, walked away with his little trophy, smiling, high five, and it just, I love shit like that. You know? Yeah, there you go, man. I actually like, hear wait, that's wait. the way it is in most of Japan and most of the the cities. Like you just walk through, and people are, you know, very welcoming, and you know, not. Uh, you certainly don't have to worry about you know getting brushed off or you know anything like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, Japan is a very safe place, and people are very. I mean, there's not not every single person, but in general, it's like probably like the most respectful place in on the planet. You know, just uh, people respect privacy pretty mm-hmm. pretty. Uh, I don't know, pretty much for anything here. Um, sometimes to a fault, where it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, people won't help each other out because it's like this weird kind of like, oh, civil people don't. They ignore everything, especially like in places like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like, yeah, it's nice because nobody's gonna give you shit, you know. Or uh, you know, because like e- even like in uh, in somewhere in the states, somebody might just for some reason maybe they have a low self esteem. They see you filming something on the street or whatever, they're gonna come over and try to fuck with you, right? But in Japan, nobody does that. I think and, the uh, uh, the bigger the city, the oh sure, the better it is. But the the downside of that is the more people. The more assholes. So if it's 0.01 percent, but there's seven million people in New York City, that means every time oh, yeah. you walk down the street, you know you're gonna walk by a lot of assholes. So, sure, I, I love I love New York City and everything, but uh, yeah, it's it's completely different in like a place like Tokyo, 
where it's it's so uh I, I see like why there's so many people who kill themselves there just like you're in this city with so many people packed so closely together but there's this like strange distance between people mm-hmm. and so that can be hard for people who can't like kind of cope with that but uh but it's nice for someone like me who doesn't care about stuff like that and if i'm like just kind of walking around no one's gonna give me anything and you, know, you can take your camera out some people might just do this but that's about it and fair totally fair uh, yeah, no one's gonna come up and be like, "What you filming?" and all this kind of crazy stuff. The subways yeah. in in New York are, are are a hoot. I'll put it that way. They're they're pretty nuts. But uh, Japanese subways or trains or whatever, um, you might get loud teenagers here and there, and maybe some dr- loud drunk people. They might mm-hmm. throw up on you. Oof. But uh, but it's pretty much like this, and especially now with phones and like headphones and all that, just and people sleep. Sometimes they sleep on your shoulder. I've seen those, like I've seen those videos like, before. That kind of cracks me up. Jeez. Yeah, it's 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 super. I don't know. It's like it's like living life on easy mode, in, in my opinion, here in Japan. So that sounds pretty awesome. New York, uh, New York does come get on a bad over, rap, man. But uh, I'll tell you, I love New York. Though, if man. you uh, if you're walking down, I used this that's, analogy when I was talking to Jason. If you walk down the street and you stop to look up at a building, you're going to get run over by pedestrians. But if you sure. stop and you're like, hey, excuse me, you know, can I'm looking for. I, nine out of ten people will stop and be like, "Where are you going? That way, three blocks that way, you're good to go." Like, it, it's actually it's not it's not as bad as people say, but the subway. Oh no, no, very often is. I had some guy. Yeah, Zara World down there. It's kind of fun. Oh yeah, I was up. Uh, I was up early. I had to head into the office. Somebody stopped by to buy a monitor, and uh, I'm standing in the subway, and I can't sit really because of my back. So I'm just kind of standing there. And just this guy is walking past me. I'm like, oh god, I hate it when a homeless guy rubs up against me because I got to go wash my jacket because then it smells. And I, that's not like a judgy thing. It literally smells. So like, I'm trying to move, and as he walks past me, his pants just hit the floor, Ooh. and then he just starts barking at people on the subway. And I'm like, oh my god, I would love nothing more when that door opens to just grab him and throw him right, right out. But then I'm gonna have to go <laughs> burn my hands, and it's just. That that's uh, every, every day, all day on the subways here. It's craziness like that. Three kids pulling a scam tried to start a fight with me a couple of months ago, and all I can think about is like, if I Rival beat YouTube the shit channel. out of these kids, I am going to go to jail. Jail. Not like, not like. Oh, well, yeah. there was a fight, and you were defending. No, no, no. They're like eighteen, nineteen years old. Three of them were trying to steal money from people, and one of them, <laughs> one of them got near me, and I was just like, "You guys better leave me alone. I just want to be left alone." And they kept trying to goad me into fighting, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. The door opened. I was just like, deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. <laughs> like, just step right <laughs> out. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little rough sometimes there with that. But, and I don't, yeah, I, it's, you know. It's the complete opposite in Japan, man. Like, uh, like most Japanese, like 99.9% of the people would never do something like that. And, uh, if it's anybody, it's probably going to be someone like me. Like when I was younger, getting a little bit younger and a little bit drunker, I might, I, I was doing some pretty stupid stuff apparently. I'm surprised I didn't get deported. So, uh, Yeah, you know, they yeah. say your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. And right, that it, prefrontal in, cortex or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and in hindsight, that makes a lot of sense. And some of the dumbest shit I've ever done in my life, I was like 16 – and the thought of doing any of those things now, I'm like, oh my god, I would never. But it just, I didn't grasp the consequence of my actions back then. So, yeah, a lot of dumb oh, I shit. See, I was good when I was 16, but like when I moved to Japan, when I was, I think, 21, <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, that's when I was like, okay. I, I moved to a place where you had to drink a lot, too. 
as if you didn't. It was like completely is super rude because it's it's the place in Japan with the highest alcohol rate, alcoholism rates. So Sign everybody's drinking. <laughs> All right, hey, come on over. We'll uh, we'll take a trip around Japan. Um, but I was like, okay, I better learn to drink. And like, I wasn't a drinker before too. And then, uh, yeah, just, this is kind of how it is. And, and sometimes it's, it's fun and great. Sometimes it's a little bit like sad and depressing because you see these people passed out outside. No one messes with like these people. No one steals their stuff. You know, that's the thing. It's been a few times where it's like, man, if I had done this in the States, I'd be out of like, you know, back then an iPod, I would have been out of my wallet, my bag everything would have been gone but this is japan so if you leave something on a bench chances are no one's going to steal it for like a day or two someone's going to go to the, the coba on the japanese police box and give it to them um you know somebody somebody leaves awesome. a little samson on the side of the road in uh new york that shit's going on ebay in like 10 minutes right or kicked so. into the gutter or something okay in the gutter <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah. well i actually have never had to worry about that because i always made sure believe it or not i was actually usually the ones the one that made sure my friends got home okay, and uh, the, the rare occasion where I was the one worried about being passed out on the side of the road, I had people there I could trust to make sure to get me home. My large Australian friend, Nigel, uh, he's had that duty a couple of times, which sucks because he's way bigger than me, so he's usually always the one that gets people home safe. <laughs> I only had to get him home once, and it was Halloween, and he was wearing a dolphin costume, so I had to, I had to like <laughs> carry a six-foot-six dolphin home who's swearing at people with an australian accent that was one of the coolest moments in my life actually (laughs) oh man that's that's something that like nowadays like uh somebody would have their cell phone out and record that and put it on youtube and you'd be like one of those viral uh sensations overnight yes yeah that (sighs) was pretty epic actually drunk it's pretty amazing uh yeah a local man carries a drunk australian (laughs) dolphin home on his shoulders oh shit hit that like button uh Start a go go a go go or Indiegogo or a GoFundMe. Yeah, good drunk dolphin GoFundMe. That would be hilarious. Just say like you you dislocated your shoulder or something like that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, you should definitely come over to Japan. And if you do, let me know. Um, I would love to. I was talking. I always about... extend the offer out to people, and uh, especially people that I like. <laughs> and Bob, we haven't known each other for very long, but I do like you. Oh so, hell yeah, uh, man! That's why I should be on the podcast. That's why I'm drinking at <laughs> nine o'clock in I the do morning. Think, I do actually. Thank you. I've, <laughs> I do re- really appreciate that. It was a very sudden. I was like, "Oh, what? What, what is this about?" And no, I was serious. I, when we were on the My Life and Gaming live stream together, you had me in tears at one point. I was like, "Dude, I'm getting you on the podcast at one point, whether you like it or not." So I kept my. Promise I do. Out, uh, so. <laughs> I, I hardly remember what happened during that podcast or that, that during that um 24 hour stream, but I do remember at one point somebody in the comments when me, you, and Voltar were talking, they're like. This this like stream is an embarrassment. I feel like it ruins the dignity of my life in gaming. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and and then they Sorry. got mega pissed. They're like, isn't this for children? All right. Well, first of all, children oh. aren't on it. But second of all, I love the people that throw the criticism. I used to do medical stuff for hospitals, and there was a bunch of times I ended up in the kids' ward, which is never fun, by the way. It's just really Imagine. depressing and sad. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I mean, if I was a, a Kids stuck in a hospital, you know, and some fat dude had to come and work on my computer. What would I want? <laughs> so I would just go in and start talking to these kids. And the grumpy ones were the ones I immediately took to because why are they grumpy? Because they're a kid who's in the hospital all the time. That's yeah. why they're grumpy. So I would just sit there and fucking talk shit and fuck with them. And next thing you know, they're laughing and we're having fun. And hey, by the way, the stuff we're talking about is exactly what those kids would love to be hearing at that moment. So kids meaning like 
a 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm not like swearing at a four year old or anything. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that out there, but yeah, that what one fuck's cracked wrong me up. With you? I was told. <laughs> I, I we got told yeah. and scolded on the My Life and Gaming live stream, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, like Corey and Try, they didn't care about that either. No, like, those yeah, whatever. Are good dudes, We're though. all adults here. Yeah, they're they're super nice about it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I was trying to like really use a, my filter too, and I wasn't drinking at that time either. So I was like, "Oh, it'd be good," but uh, yeah. all the weird stuff it just comes out. And uh, my a lot of was the comment that said like, that your um, your uh, avatar was racist. Oh yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I threw it myself, so I guess uh, guilty as charged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I think most of the people were really enjoying the stream. So like a, a couple of people who are just a little bit stuck up or whatever and they're, they're perfectly you know entitled to that and if they want to feel that way that's that's great we need we need different opinions but i was just like come on guys have a little have a little fun yeah absolutely but uh i don't know it was a good time yeah yeah and like, it was good i was th- i was thinking too here's the, here's the weird thing it's like oh this is like really fun i hope i hope i get to hang out with some of these guys sometime and hey, here we are so yeah, well, uh, I think uh, I think you made a love connection for life when you had the picture of Seaman uh, with you and Voltar on there, and the Kevin Spacey in, in Voltar and all that stuff. That was, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think we yeah, should... I got to use that too in my uh, my promo video for that Seaman. I so. saw that. We should uh, yeah. we should do that as the thumbnail for this video too. It'll just be like sure. you on top. I'll take bottom for this picture, and then it'll just uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I'll have, uh, I'll have Zach Photoshop it up for us. Click and oh, okay. This is what it is. Thumbs down. Click. <laughs> well, at least people yeah. know what they're getting into before they even click on the video. So right, exactly. And either way, you know, you clicking and thumbing down, it's it's helping your SEO or whatever people say. So yeah, I never understood the uh, the click and like thing. People say that all the time. Like uh, you know, I right, make sure to to like this video. What does that do? Subscribing obviously helps, but what does liking actually do? feeds an ego it vindicates <laughs> yeah okay don't bother liking the video then just subscribe to both i think back, <laughs> back in the day you used to be able to see on like the um this is why i used to do it like mm-hmm. you used to be able to see like a preview like how many likes and dislikes it had i think i can't remember for sure but yeah really early on i was like if you like the video uh, leave a comment and like or whatever or something like that but uh i don't, I don't care about that stuff anymore hmm. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I'm sorry to jump yeah. around topics, but it oh, is it is literally it. a breakfast beer, so I think I'm tipsy and I haven't even finished this yet. But uh, and just for the record, work for, all, for anybody watching, this is not a normal thing. I genuinely don't roll out of bed on a Saturday and open up a beer. Like I know I always joke about being an alcoholic. You wait till but... Sundays for that, right? <laughs> Sunday football. That actually was a thing last oh, year. We used to meet every Sunday, but I didn't roll out of bed. I would at least like you know go walk to the person's house and then open a beer. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the, the thing that I wanted to ask you, are there is there a big arcade culture around you? Because there obviously is in Tokyo, but is that something that you could find all over Japan or is it really just localized? Um, yeah, I, I live like, um, I live in Sendai. I'll just go ahead and dox myself here. But I live in <laughs> Sendai, which is, uh, it's not like, it's over a million people, but it's a pretty large by land city, and it's one of the twenty designated cities of Japan. Um, but I live really close to the city center, and basically in the city center um, around the station, there's probably about six or seven good game centers out there. And um, I was doing this is how stupid like I was doing a pachinko video games um, 
thing last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was out there going to like different places and just, there's way there's like 10 times more pachinko than arcades, like video game arcades, which mm-hmm. is sad. But hey, man, Kim Jong-un needs that money. Um, but yeah, there, there's a there's a big arcade scene still in Japan. And it's it's not like it would would have been like, um, you know, 20 years ago, obviously, but it's still pretty kicking. And um, maybe like a 15 minute bike ride away from where I live. There's a arcade that has like it's just like whatever seven stories of just everything they have pachinko too, but one floor is like old arcade games, and they have like these uh, gamist arcade machines where they have like, I guess they're ROM, they're official ROMs of like every old school video game ever. So I got to play like um, Legend of Valkyrie, which I did a video on, and I was like shocked to see that I could actually play it on arcade hardware. That was like a big trip for me, but like um, you know, like Mr. Goymon was on it too, like stuff like that. Like you know, it's not hard to find. Um, mm-hmm. What's funny about like yeah, the arcade scene? Back when I was living in that that place, I was living in that was full of alcoholics, Kochi, Japan. Uh, I had a friend from New York visit me, and uh, we were going around to some of the arcades, right? And this this dude was like really big into like um, I guess it's Beat Mania, Bemani. Mm-hmm. beat mania like he was like oh i gotta play beat mania so i took him to an arcade that's kind of close to a video game store i wanted him to go to and he was in there and like he was like this guy was playing the arcade machine so we're like okay we gotta wait a little bit but like he started getting enamored with it and i was like what the fuck's up with this dude and i was like what, what's the matter it's like dude this guy playing is like ranked number two in the world i was like what and i was like yeah, yeah. um he's ranked number two in the world because uh, i recognized his username because i guess you could put in your name and it was all hooked up online by then and so we talked to him and that guy was like super nice and everything and mm-hmm. gave him a ride around town so i mean there's like still you know there's still people who really take it seriously and you see like those god level like rhythm game player videos right on youtube still so yeah yeah, I always so say, like, I, I'm always fascinated watching anybody who's a master at their craft, regardless of what it is. You know, uh, the master ice sculpture maker, a master street fighter player, it, at the end of the day, it's all the same in my eyes. And for whatever reason, though, I do have, uh, probably it's my ADHD, but I have a harder time watching it on TV than I do, you know, in person. Like, I used to drag race. I love drag racing. I, I'll make it through 40, 50 seconds of a, t- a drag race on YouTube or on TV. But if I'm there in person, I'll just hang out for, for a while. And it's the same with the arcade stuff for me. I do very often have, like, um, the, my Twitch streamer friends uh, up on, you know, up on a different monitor just kind of playing. And I look up every time something cool happens. But when I'm in person, I'm captivated. And I get to meet... Kusumando, who is uh, the I think the number one e Honda player on the planet, and I got I was there at Too Old Too Furious when he won the tournament, and it was like, I mean I don't want to sound completely cheesy, and I'm not drunk yet, so I'm not exaggerating, but like it like you could feel the electricity in the room. I know that is absolutely like the total cheese ball analogy to make, but it was nuts in there, dude. I could well I, I always think of like I could never go to one of those things because like a part of me is kind of like eh, I don't really get it, but I know if I'm there. It'll be like a rock concert, you know, or a hip hop concert. Yep. You feel that kind of like some people say that's your soul. You know? Yeah. That's leaving your body and experiencing something. So Whatever you know, for, you for like dorks like to, us, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, for dorks like us, that like that kind of thing would really kind of get that that uh that emotion out of us. So, dude, like honestly, like uh, you know, I said it earlier, but you gotta you gotta save your money and come to Japan, man. You're gonna get a kick out of these these games, game hunting. I'll do you good, man. I'll, I'll hook you up with some, some hey, good. Uh, um, if I make it some, out some, there some, again. some local and some Tokyo, man, because uh, 
If I, I make it like... out, I'm definitely taking you up on that because I, I I I was really sad for a while. Um, my job actually, uh, I was supposed to legit live in Taiwan, which um, for people watching, it's uh, you know relatively speaking infinitely closer than anywhere in America, but still kind of far away. Um, and yes, they're two Super completely, cheap, though, completely different countries. And no, it's not Thailand. That's the question I always used to get when I flew <laughs> home. Now, how is Thailand? Gotta, Taiwan. Yeah. Never been to Thailand, but uh, I was supposed to live out there. They had found me an apartment. They had said you're going to do you know uh, three straight months and then come back for a month and go. And then the that the deal got canceled at the very last minute. But I had started. I had talk, uh, talking to all my friends. I was getting itinerary together, and it was pretty much every other weekend. Like, every one weekend I was going to do something in Taiwan, and every other weekend I was going to do something within a cheap flight around there. And I had places in Japan picked out, more places in China. I was going to get to explore Hong Kong finally, and nope, that didn't, didn't fall, fell through at the very last minute. So I was pretty disappointed, because every time I was out there, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll wait till, I'll wait till I move out there, because I know I'm going to be moving out here, and yeah, it all fell through. I'm going to say like something that's going to make you kind of sad about that. Like, I think that even with like Japan prices, a trip from Japan to Taiwan is like 150 to 200 bucks round trip. Oh yeah. It's it's so cheap. It's, it's cheaper for me to go to Taiwan than for me to go to Tokyo on a Shinkansen. Oh, that's hysterical. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Right. Um, but so yeah, it's unfortunate. Like yeah, Taiwan. I know you got to do the disclaimer because everyone's gonna be like, eh, Japan and Taiwan are two different places, and like you know, there's yes. gonna be a lot of weirdos like that. But uh, it's it's uh, it's it's close enough um, as far as location. People mm-hmm. um, obviously not the same place. Um, there's a there's a history there if you want to look at your World War II history and open up a textbook. But you don't need to do that. But uh, yeah, if you there's listen a good to the band uh, Sonic from Taiwan, all of their songs are about the Taiwanese Revolution. So you could engage in some crazy extreme metal and <laughs> learn history at the same time. There you go. You need that excuse. And the bassist, <laughs> the bassist is ridiculously hot. So if you're into chicks and you like extreme metal and history, there you go, all in one place. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, let, let me know a little bit more about that after this. It's uh, <laughs> finished. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I would love to go to Taiwan, but um, I don't know. I just I've never been, but it seems to be a lovely. I know people who go there like you know several times a year, and they always tell me how great it is and rub the, it in my the face. The weird thing about Taiwan for me was that um, like I've been like I said, I mean I never went anywhere as a kid, uh, you know, just wherever was within like a four hour circle of where I lived and with like driving. And I went to Canada once and Florida once, and that was it. Never went anywhere. And then next thing you know, poof, I'm just like all over the planet. And I have been to many places in the U.S. where I felt like an alien. Like I legit might as well have been like, yeah, like come out of my spaceship, like alien. And I landed in Taiwan. And it's, you know, it's, I guess, the good analogy. It's like going from JFK to New York City. You know, it's a drive, there's traffic, highways, blah, blah, blah. And you get there, and it just felt exactly like New York City. With New York City, everything's fried, and in Taiwan, everything's boiled in tea. So the smell, the distinct smells are a little (laughs) different. But everything else is, and a million scooters. And everything else is the same. Like, it's just, it felt like home. It was very weird because I just immediately was like, I could totally live here and be very happy. So it's it's strange. Everybody's different, you know. Everybody finds the place that they click in. But from day one, when I thought it was going to be one trip only, I had no idea I was going to be spending, you know, most of a few years of my life there. It just uh, it totally oh. clicked. So yeah, yeah, that was cool. So and uh, 
I just, uh, you know, it was all business related. So there was many, there was many times where all I got to see was the inside of the cab and the inside of the office, which is why I didn't get a chance to pop over uh. to any of the different countries. But yeah, I, I, anybody that gets to go out there, and I'm, I'm dying to go back the whole east, to be honest with you, because there's just so much cool shit all in that area. I know, like, this isn't video game related at all, but yeah. the first time I was in the, well, the only time I went to the it's Forbidden all- City in Beijing. It was the most eerie feeling on the planet because it felt like I was walking through a city that didn't, like, through, like, apartments and houses that didn't have light switches. Like, that's it. That's really, it, I mean, we're talking, what was it, 3000 BC or something. So, mm. four or 5,000 years ago, and it's exactly like a normal, like, it's it's so weird just to think that far back. It's the, the same, just no technology, and it's it was mind-blowing. I love stuff like that, so... Yeah, man. Like, yeah, human beings, they, they figured it out quite a long time ago. But uh, I'm glad I'm living in this era. <laughs> you know, you go back to those kind of, you see stuff like that. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, I do love all of the nerdy stuff even about have this. Pong. <laughs> <laughs> not even Pong. Not even Pong. Not even Space War. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just think. Oh, yeah. the, the Historical thought, stuff like that, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, the very thought like of me in New York and you in Japan talking at the same time to each other, that wasn't even a thing. That wasn't even that wasn't even comprehensible in just a few hundred years, let alone thousands. Yeah, for even like almost like 50 years ago, especially like just seeing each other, that, that would have been impossible. Right? What's Maybe this uh, alien sort of... space magic? <laughs> exactly. Mm. We should... So I'm trying to think. I had a bunch of other questions for you. Um, Is that Sapporo getting to you? <laughs> yeah, that... it must be. It's really been a long time since I've had breakfast beers. So yeah. um, my last drink lined up too. But uh, I'm gonna say, like, you remember this? Zima. Oh my <laughs> god! I remember being like 13 and sneaking one of those because you could put it in oh, a, a thing and make it look like Sprite. All right, I'm gonna chug this. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, chug that. Yeah, I was gonna say Zima. Yeah, you can get Zima in Japan can or can or bottle and with like different flavors and i was like i remember when i was a kid watching a zima commercials on old like nick jr and stuff like that and i was like i remember zima as like this is the uh this is the drink that they would try to advertise to moms who are forced to watch nick jr with their kids who they regret having oh. and then i was like when i became an adult i was like yeah let me get some zima it's gone but yeah uh, i Japan, think I actually... all your dreams come true I think yeah, I actually had that same thought when I was in the, the uh, store one day. Um, and it, it's funny, too, because stuff like that sticks. Like, I actually I went and picked up, uh, because it's cheap and everything's really expensive in New York, I have some shitty American beer just today. to be yeah. America, just to be stupid and silly. America. But they had they had something else there that I almost bought. Uh, did you ever hear of Colt 45? Of course, yeah, Colt 45. I remember those commercials when I was a kid, and Billy D. Williams. Well, Billy just, D. Williams, yeah. I was just like, Lando <laughs> Calrissian makes whatever this is look so fucking cool. I want a Colt 45. I remember asking my mother, and she was like, that's alcohol! You can't have that! I'm like, well, Billy D. Williams likes it? Like, he looks so Lando. cool! <laughs> yeah, my when I first uh, discovered a store that would sell to minors in the middle of the ghetto, you pretty much had to drive through like a war zone to get there. And then 50-50 chance you were getting screamed at or once a couple friends got robbed in the parking lot. Like, you know, just driving the most horrible neighborhood ever. And I just saw Zima, and that was the first thing I thought was, like, (laughs) I remember seeing all these as a kid. And then I just saw it standing, that large, tall can of Colt 45. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what this tastes like. 
And oh it did not taste good. Yeah. Oh my god. It's disgusting. Yeah. I actually, I would, I would <laughs> should have got the Zima. Prefer, I would prefer Zima. I would even much prefer Old English OE. Just super ghetto style malt liquor. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd do, would, uh, used to drink that I'd all do the high grass Hurricane HG or whatever. Yep. Nasty, but it's got the highest uh, gravity. Yep. But what was uh, the, yeah, the funky monkey. Yeah. You, you drink, uh, you chug an OE down to the label. And then you fill it with orange juice, and then like you tip it so it mixes, and that's the, the brass monkey. That's right. It was the uh, <laughs> the brass monkey. That's what they called it, and that was the Beastie Boys song. That's what they were oh, singing yeah. about. Now, see, that's it. Another a history lesson from Drunk Bob right here. The funky monkey, that's the good. brass monkey. I was, was I'm gonna it. say like, uh, yeah, whatever. People will probably be listening to this, be like, what is this crap? Thumbs down. This is not. This is not about getting RGB from my um my I don't know my. Bondi Pladia, this is bullshit. But you know what? I'll say this about you, Bob. Like when um when I was on that My Life in Gaming thing, like you came on, and like you disappeared. I don't think you ever came back, right? No, I got real drunk that night. I wasn't driving. Okay. for the record, was not driving that night. But yeah, here's what happened. Like I uh, so you left, and like I stayed on for a little bit longer, and I went to sleep. I woke up, and I went back on. Mm-hmm. And finished up the rest of the stream, but people were still asking, like, "Where's Drunk Bob?" <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Some people like it, and I was like, "That's good to hear." It, it's weird too. Like when you do when you do stuff publicly, like I don't, I don't, I never get nervous talking. I never get nervous in front of people anymore. Uh, I, I I stopped all that stuff when one of the companies I worked for got bought out, and they um, the people that bought them out told me to give a presentation to a bunch of people I'd worked with for years, and then told me to lie about something. But like you, uh, so just tell them this and that. Mm. That doesn't work. Yeah, but it'll work eventually. Yeah, but there's going to be like a hundred people that rely on me for the tech info on this, and you're going to tell me to lie. Hey, you want to keep your job? Just tell them this. I turned into like <laughs> I turned into like it's good a little for the shy kid. It's good enough for you. I know. I was yeah. literally like, and then and the like. I I I went straight in, and the people that didn't know me were like, "Oh, he's a nerd. That's shy. Let's just you know, let's be nice to him." And all the people that did know me was like, "What's wrong with Bob?" <laughs> I'd stop getting See, nervous on, after that. I was like, crack something? Yeah. yeah I, I was just like, if I could make it through that, like fuck it. But. uh Showing my man boobies, I don't give a shit. But singing, <laughs> singing background, I'm not. I'm a terrible know, singer. I've not checked your Patreon page. Other than you have a lot of Patreons, those just nice Patreon patrons. A lot of really awesome great, people. Man. I'm very lucky. I was like, damn, man, that's that's awesome. But uh, maybe it should be a reward, little little side a, man. A man booby reward. <laughs> yeah, this is not a singing reward. I have zero shame, but the first time I had to sing background live, it came out as like I'm pumped up, I'm playing guitar once again. Don't give a shit, I'm running around the stage, I'm screaming at the crowd between songs. All the drunks are yelling back in a good way. In my turn to sing backup, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like it just nothing. I don't know what it is. It's the one thing terrifying. When you come here, <laughs> oh, only only one friend in my life has ever got me to do that. My friend Kaidi from Taiwan. And it was one of those, like, um, uh, KTV. Uh, I'm positive you have that in Japan. So for people in the U.S. that don't know what that is, you get to rent a private room. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a TV and a bunch of microphones, and you pick your own songs. And you and your friends can privately have your own karaoke session. And it's uh, it's way cooler that way. You don't have to wait in long lines. If you're shy, you don't have to do it in front of 50 people. You do it in front of whoever you're with. That's pretty, um, like, the standard operation here, yeah. Yeah, so. and I—I I, I mean that I'm not a karaoke guy, but if I was going to do it, it's the perfect scenario. 
And I was showing off uh, being an asshole. I was like, I'm going to order the biggest beer here. Now it's it's midnight. We've been drinking since like seven. And Kaidi's like, and she speaks perfect English, but we're all drunk. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, Bob, that's um, that's uh, how you say big beer. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. I want a big beer. She's <laughs> like, no, 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 not like uh, like very big beer. I'm like, now you're talking, motherfucker, very big beer. And she's like, you know what? Order. Just order. So I ordered everybody a round of drinks, and they brought over the Heineken keg can. You know, the one with, like, 20 beers in it? But she's yeah. like, well, now you have to finish it. Oh, God. She was kidding, of course. But, like, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and now I'm just embarrassed trying to pump out of my keg can. I, and yeah. they're finally like, all right, you sing American song from American movie. I'm like, well, what movie? And it was, um, uh, oh, God. Top Gun, the love song when they're at the bar. Oh, um, I can't remember that. Yeah, uh, you lost that love and feeling. You lost that love. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> they made me sing that at KTV. I was like, you could have at least awesome. done Danger Zone. <laughs> it would have been more fun. <laughs> no, we wanna we wanna like still stress your vocals, man. Yeah, I wish I had like cool karaoke. My my fucking the only cool karaoke experience I remember is like just hanging out with some dudes that I knew from like because I used to slum it with bar in bars because I had like late work in Japan mm-hmm. and like here's something that I've noticed about Japanese people and this is probably a stereotype or something whatever I don't know they always want to show off their dick like dudes really I I've gotten Japanese dudes to flash me quite a few times in my life. And I just remember this one time at karaoke where it's just like, it's like for some reason it's like dick dick talk comes up a lot with Japanese dudes. I mean, maybe I'm just hanging out with maybe it's just because it's me. I don't know. I'm just hanging out with a lot of dudes who want to talk about dick. But I just remember uh, the I'm just trying to think of like, oh, when I was doing karaoke back in the day, like the times like, yeah, I got a big dick. It's like, okay, well, uh, if you're so proud of yourself, why don't you show it? Okay, blue, pass out, pants down. I'm gonna oh. pull up his pants and drag him out of the karaoke place, but it's it's happened more than once. I'll put it that way. There was a lot of frat boy behavior in America. There was a couple times you passed out where uh, people would pass out and somebody else would take a picture and somebody would like not oh. not in like a not in a rapey kind of way, but more of like a, you know, <laughs> hey, Johnny's passed Quite out. Let's like drop my nuts next to his face. And I uh, as a kid, I never bag. understood. Uh, it took until yeah. adulthood. For me to get that I am so painfully straight that it never even enters my brain. And I got, I mean, I've been uh, to a, a million gay bars because I just, I follow my friends where they go. So if they're gay yeah. friends, they go to gay bars. I don't give a bars fuck. Fun too. And it, it wasn't until like one of my friends, just like, uh, just like the biggest asshole you've ever met, but so lovable at the same time, just thick British accent. So he gets away with it. He's like, oh my God, you are just so painfully straight. I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, did you not even see that guy hitting on you? I'm like, the guy with like zero percent body fat. I kind of, don't. I have to bang him now. He's just pretty. He's like, oh my god, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Just stick to chicks. I'm like, I kind of planned on it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So yeah, I just, I, I'm, I, it, my brain doesn't even go in the other direction. I wish it did because it's there's so many amazing bars around here. I could get booty anytime I wanted, three blocks away from my house. If I just walked in, like, hey guys, anybody want a straight guy? They'd be like, <laughs> they'd be have to, have to give out tickets. They'd be like, all right, your turn, your turn. But no, just painfully straight. Yeah, so man. never into whipping my junk out. Never into 
checking other yeah, people's junk out. Me, me neither. I and whenever I've been hit on like by like a gay dude, I'm like, oh, it's great. You know, sometimes what a fucking compliment, right? It's, 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 <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm always just like, like, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, like it when, when it used to happen. You know, when I was younger and more fit or whatever people say. But um, oh, that makes yeah, no you know. difference. I am not fit. Fortunately, I yeah, still get hit on. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Sorry but, to uh, burst your yeah. bubble, my friend. You don't need to be fit to get hit on. <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it is unfortunate. I mean, it's like just like yeah, people, people are just who they are, you know. So if you if you can flip a switch like that and just change those kind of preferences, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a hundred percent. I do wonder where the show my junk comes from, though. I I, I do kind of. <laughs> I, I want to say it's like it's probably some sort of thing because uh, there's a. I think people see other people in porn in Japan, even though it's censored. And it's like there's a kind of you know people make fun like Asian dick jokes all the time, and so there's probably this kind of weird thing in the back of people's heads, and when they get really drunk, this is my this is my theory. It's like they try to like you know lie to themselves, <laughs> but usually it's like disaster. It's like no, not not the Godzilla penis. Sorry, <laughs> no. without without going into too many weird weird incriminating details, but it's just like put it away, guy. <laughs> put it away. Why are you showing this to everybody? The censorship in Japanese don't porn joke. always cracked me up because all you see is just uh, like blurry pixelation and then like uh, the top of OJ's head and the naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah just a little you know just a little fuzz top with like uh you it's know a cultural like, thing yeah it's a cultural thing for sure you know <laughs> hey to each his own <laughs> yeah whatever, right I'm, I'm afraid like you're gonna get so many thumbs downs for this so it's all right whatever look live after the live. massive fail of the indiegogo thing um I feel like if people are still around for that, they're 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 going to be around. They uh, they either want to hear, people no, people just, love your stuff. So yeah, they either want to hear people talk and hang out, or they want to see tech videos. And it's based on the amount of views on the interviews. It's very, you know, half the people are only in it for the tech. Half the people are just like, hey man, I, I like these guys. Let's just kind of you know leave this on in the background. And I'm totally cool with both. Uh, yeah. You know, so I've I've uh, I've watched uh, uh yeah both of those kinds of interviews that you've done. So it's kind of like, uh, I was like, Oh, what the hell am I going to say? That's, uh, <laughs> that people are going to like, but I don't know, maybe there's something here. It was just like, it's like two people shooting the shit. So kind of what it's become. Yeah. Also when there's, at first I was really nervous about that. The first one like this, I did like, geez, are, are, do people really just want me to do tech? Because you know, it, it, it has to be a balance of, I do what makes me happy and I do what everybody that watches makes them happy right. i mean it's got to be a, a balance right otherwise i would probably just sit here and play guitar all day <laughs> but like uh you know it, it, i got good feedback from that so i was that was very it was very cool so if you're watching now i hope uh and in, in fact i should put in the description i should recommend that you get drunk with us as we go exactly. um, i was actually gonna say that at the end like uh put, put something in there like yeah get drunk or make a drinking game or something yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those, I mean, it's probably best to do it now because if this was nine at night and not nine in the morning, I'd be about five or six deep right now and less tipsy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Right. If you're a lightweight, this is, uh, this is the, this is the one to drink along to. Yep. But. Every time, every time Bob flashes his man boobs from here on out, take a shot. <laughs> Wait, oh my God. <laughs> Not at that point yet, so 
But I um, yeah, do I have more like gaming it. questions though. Like, uh, there's oh, if you still got yeah. time, okay. I still do have those for people that are still with us. If you're still hanging out, I, I'm, I'm fine with any any question you have. Honestly, I've never I've done like one interview before, and that was on like Screw Attack back in the day, and oh, I wow. was like, yeah. it was text only, and it's like the dumbest thing ever. And I just took it, I completely treated it, treated it like a joke. I treat yours a little bit more. Uh, with more reverence because uh, I'm actually coming on camera, but uh, I'm fine with any question. There's nothing that you can ask me that I'd be like offended about or like, I can't believe this British name would ask me this question. <laughs> well, this one yeah. is going to be horrendously offensive. So strap in. Okay. Yeah, uh, click for, on that. Uh, for Hang Americans up. who want to purchase like rare, harder to find stuff that you can only find in Japan, is there <laughs> like a secret auction? So offensive. But uh, my buddy uh, Jordan actually got me a ton of shit from Yahoo Japan. He lives out there. Um, and <laughs> it was like an, an unbelievable help for my testing. And it was cheaper. But you still, if you don't speak Japanese, have to rely on Google Translate for everything. Rough. So is that the best way? Are there other ways to do it? Like, what do you suggest? From, from what I understand, um, and I guess, uh, I don't know if you know, do you know who Kelsey Lewin is? So those yeah, metal that's Jesus the chick people. who's 23 who gave a talk about how to run a game store. Yeah, because she like owns a game store. She told me that she buys Yahoo auctions through like a third party Yahoo auction dealer, which I guess you pay them a little bit of like whatever the end result is, and like they send all the stuff to you. So there's there are services like that. Um, Yahoo auctions is pretty good, but I don't tend to do them too often unless it's something really rare, just because like coming to japan is the best thing you could do and like looking around for things um it's like if you want to try to do this it's not as big as yahoo auctions and like they don't have as much like rare stuff that shows up on there but like you can get a really good deal it's like um merkari merkari in, in japanese m-e-r-c-a-r-i dot co dot jp or maybe something like that right i'm gonna make but sure I, to put that link in the description below because i'm not sure yeah check, yeah check it out for yourself too I, I buy stuff from there more than i do on, on yahoo auctions um i don't know they don't do anything like uh you probably have to ask first if they do international and they'll, they'll let you do that but what's great about them is like they have a price and like shipping is included in the price if you live in japan um, like I said, like if you want to get it sent internationally, you're just going to have to try to contact the seller and see if they would do that for you. Um, but like they usually have like the best deals you can find online in Japan. Like I've kind of found it myself anyways, it's from Mercari, but like Yahoo auctions is pretty good too. As far as like hidden auction houses, not really, but, um, on eBay, there's one seller that has been around since I was in high school. Cause when I first started buying stuff on ebay he this guy was still around um yamatoku classic i think is what it's called now like just he just does auctions or they because it's like a big company now i'm sure um but like their auctions always start at like one cent and sometimes you can get really incredible deals through yamatoku and um sometimes i'll go on and like when i'm finding stuff like you know out here in the wilderness in japan I was like, let me check to see like eBay auction completed history and see how much it sold on Yamatoka because I spent a few hundred bucks on Yamatoka. I got tons of stuff on there because it was like, okay, no one's bidding on this. Um, they used to have like weird hours too, but I think they've they've streamlined it so where it's like it fits with Americans. But you can still find like games that are like even half as cheap as like what I would find when I would I would consider a deal here in like local stores. So Yamatoka auctions on eBay. Um, 
try Mercari, Mercari. And uh, yeah, Yahoo Auction third-party vendors or people who like will say like, oh, just 10% of whatever the final price is, just pay us. And uh, Is there a third-party vendor that, you, that you've that you used that you would trust? I mean, I, I can't imagine you would because you speak and read Japanese, so you wouldn't use a third-party vendor, but is there Like online or? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, back when I was still living in the States, um there used to be a website called Super Famate Mart, and they used to be an eBay seller as well. And nobody followed them, so like I used to get really good deals from them, also from their site. They've actually recently come back on eBay, hmm. and nobody follows them, so you can still get pretty good deals there. I think um, there's a, I think it's called Retro Game City mm-hmm. on eBay is also pretty good. But as far as like yeah, third party sellers, we're kind of past that age. It seems like it's all social media or one of the established websites these days um back in the day you used to be able to find like a lot of like really small third-party sellers who probably had like a geo cities but with like a domain name like those those old sites geo cities um, I, I knew yeah I knew, I knew a guy when i was in high school who was from hawaii and he would he lived in japan and he had a geo city site where he would just like have a bunch of he would do ebay and he would also do geo cities like there were like sites like that all the time, but now it, just because of the way the internet's changed to, to be a thing that you, you know, you look at on the go for mm-hmm. most people, I think it's just like the big, the big big websites and, uh, yeah, social media. Is there anything? It's all, it's all, when you say social media, are there like Facebook groups for people to do trading of stuff like this, or is there like? Oh, uh, uh, well, I know. I don't know about like Japanese stuff, but I know like a lot of people for years have been doing like weird auction type stuff on Facebook and, and trades and stuff. I'm not part of any of those because I don't have a Facebook, but mm-hmm. um, from what I understand, it, it happens a lot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really uh, – I don't have a better answer for that. Sorry. But no, no, are, no, no. It's are, cool. So for people, uh, for people that are just kind of like um, wanting to see what pops up, just follow those, I guess. Follow the auction site that you listed before, which I'll go back and make sure to put that in the description. Um Any tips for people that are looking for very specific things? So whenever I hounded Jordan with these things, I was like, I need this exact model. (laughs) I need this exact color. I need this. And he would just hunt them down for me and and just, once again, huge shout out to him because helped with the testing Mm -hmm. big time. But for people that need specific things like that, like for me, I I would like to have my two-chips nest died, so I want to get one of the original... Uh, it doesn't have to be quite the launch edition, but one of the, like the early model and early motherboard revision Super Nintendos, uh, Super Famicoms. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, from Japan. Good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like where where would people go if they needed to find something very specific like that? Is it just search eBay and Yahoo auctions and just wait until one pops up? Is there like a, a place to go to? Well, um, from what I understand, like uh, on Yahoo auctions, one of the most popular sellers is actually um, the seller account of the store Beep in Akihabara. And I don't know if you know Beep, but it's like my favorite store in Akihabara. It's like, a, it specializes mostly in old PC stuff, but hands down, like it's like the best and the, the staff there, they know everything. Like if you could come to Japan, Akihabara is the place, if you want to find something, you probably will, it's like a 90 nine percent chance you'll find it in akihabara it just depends on like if price is an issue for you um technically i I, like or or basically my my rule is like if you see something on ebay 
like a Japanese game that's, you know, like either rare or whatever, it's probably like half the price for, for most things. It's like half the price in Akihabara, right? If you go there in person and then like in other places in Japan, it might be a little bit more expensive, but it's usually way cheaper. Like, cause it's like a crapshoot to go into like a gaming store. They're just selling whatever they have around, right? So, but, for um, people, uh, people remote, try to find Beep the. Uh, I'm gonna try to pronounce it correctly. Akihabara. B e e p. That's well, fine. Uh, yeah. Beep. I can. You say you out. can say you can say Akiba if you want for sure. Uh, that's the know? that's what I've always heard yeah. people pronounce it as, but I try to do it correctly. Sometimes because uh, I always tried yeah. to pronounce it correctly, but sometimes it comes out so funny it ends up being silly. Yeah, but if you want to say Akihabara, that's Akihabara. Fine. Um, but. Yeah. So you can Mutsuki, say like in your Spanish Akihabara, and that's pretty close. Yeah. So fair enough. Um, but for people yeah. that uh, that actually have the opportunity to go there, um, could you mm. talk a little bit about that and and what it's like and and what exactly is it? Is it like a a, a mall? Is it like put it into terms that uh, you know people around the world might be able to visualize? You know, is it like a couple of streets? I would say like Canal Street in New York City, but unless you've been in New York City, you don't know what that's like. So, you know, or not even New York City, unless you've been to Canal Street. So, like, is there a way you could uh, you could put it so people might be able to visualize it? Like Akihabara itself? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Um, it has its own station. So, if you're, I guess the easiest way to get to Akihabara if you're in Tokyo is there's the, something called the Yamanote Sen or Yamanote Line, which is a big circle that goes around Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And uh, from Tokyo Station, it's two stops, so it's really close by. So if you take a bullet train into Tokyo, two stops, like five, not even five minutes, will get you to Akihabara. And it's a few blocks of just like they call it Electric Town, Akihabara. And you know, a lot of people back when I was a kid, I was thought of like that as my mecca, right? My religion uh, was always video games, so it's like that's the mecca. You got to go there. Um, and uh, it's a few blocks of just electronic stuff right but it's mostly these days associated with like otaku culture or uh, like just this nerd culture mm-hmm. and uh you know back back when i was a college student studying in japan and like in tokyo i didn't think much of akihabara to be honest like i thought it was overpriced because compared to places like book off especially back then it was like super overpriced there's a lot of like weird stuff that i'm a little bit creeped out by but like hey god bless if you like that kind of stuff great for you but like weird kind of like uh you know i'll just say it has to do with anime um a lot of maid cafes a lot of chicks who are like in high school trying to say like i'm a real life high school like nowadays i'm a real life high school girl spend twenty dollars every five minutes to hang out with me i'll let you put your head on my lap and weird shit like that but like all the best video games in Japan are basically centered in that area. Like, all, like the the most hardcore. So when you say centered in that places. area, it's like a pick. It's a, a Times Square s where you walk in and there's a bunch of lights and sure. shit. But there's different yes. stores, so it's not like street vendors. It's different stores and stuff, and um, right. they're all part all, of the same culture of things. So they all have similar. It's but maybe all like a little nerd, different. nerd electronics culture in Japan is kind of centered there. Okay. So I so I kind of like say it's like you know people see it as like their mecca. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of like I don't know maybe like three general types of services there, right? Mm-hmm. There's like video game stuff and video game PC stuff, right? Which is the main thing. There's um, duty free kind of stuff, which is like they might sell like kind of electronics or like samurai swords and stupid shit. Like for people who have passports or just tourists and they get stuff tax free, 
there's mm-hmm. a lot of that less less these days than there were like 10 years ago and then there's like shit like weird made cafes and like hang out with a real life high school girl like who the fuck would want to do that yeah right? that gives me the creeps uh, big time it's really weird and like yeah they got some weird stuff like that but like it's really it's really awesome especially for like the video game stuff and um the main stores that i tend to go to of course everybody talks about super potato super potato this that it's a great store um it's not nowhere near the best store super potato is the most famous and most popular store um i would say for foreigners at least for most popular in akihabara it has uh two stories two levels of like just video game everything and then like one level of like arcades it's very small very like kind of like um restricted or whatever like uh you're gonna be shoulder to shoulder with people in there Mm -hmm. but um yeah, uh, okay prices, but because of, like they are the biggest name in town and everybody go- tries to go there, especially if they're not familiar with Akihabara, that's the first place they go. Their prices, I, I would say, are a little bit more expensive than other stores in Akihabara. And a lot of people last year were saying, like, there's a drought in Akihabara. Like, oh, my God, Jabby's Retro Games, they're, they're, oh, they're over. And for a little while, it was pretty pitiful, like, in, in, in places like Super Potato. But, like, it's better now than it's ever been. I'll put it that way. But um, if you just want, like, a, a general, like, what is Akihabara? Yeah, Super Potato is a, a fine place to go to. It's hard to explain, like, without, like, seeing pictures and images. But, like, just tons of, like, games, every system you can you can think of. They have it like they have like they, they provide games for that system, especially now, because like I said, it's, it's better than ever. Um, but yeah, Super Potato, it's close to the station, too. It's like oh, not even five minute walk from like the Akihabara station. Um, that would be a good place just to kind of get your general things. And I found really good deals there, too. Um, but uh, just prepare, be prepared to see a lot of foreigners too there, like from everywhere in the world. People speaking Italian, people speaking, uh, I guess, maybe Arabic, just people in there. And then just they, they try to speak English to like the cashiers, too, who kind of, I, I guess, are used to it, but they don't know what the hell they're saying either. So it's kind of this weird. It's a weird cultural exchange there. But uh, Super Tato is fine. I actually kind of love uh, stuff like that. As long as everybody's nice about it. I have always really tried to be nice when I don't speak the language. But uh, I've been lucky that most people have been. Most people just find it funny. Like, look at this dude trying yeah. his best. Fuck him. Well, well let's help. Like, <laughs> uh, most people are very nice. What I notice for like a lot of foreigners who come to Japan, like especially if they come to places where like haggling is a thing. Like in Japan, there's really no haggling. Mm-hmm. But it's funny seeing people trying to haggle. It's like, no, no, I want this for this. Like, they're not gonna give you that price, dude. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, especially I mean, in, in like a super potato. Like this Game Boy Light, you know, three hundred dollars. That's crazy. I give you one hundred fifty. Nope. <laughs> go go away. Go to another store. Go on eBay. Like, uh, so you get a lot of that too. But like, it's it's kind of a nice thing to see people trying to communicate. And the one thing they have in common is their love of video games. Isn't that cute? I'm glad but, you uh, mentioned the haggle thing because that was that is such a massive turnoff for me. Because there's entire cultures that their their culture and their business is based off of that. And uh, we had, I, I don't want to like I don't want to say it because I don't want everybody to be like, oh, well, you hate this country. Then no, not at all. Oh, but of course not. When I when I worked for um, the computer company, I was at a, the CES actually, and a guy comes over and he's like, all right, well, how much are these? I'm like, well, I mean, you know, we only we're we sell to resellers, so it's a minimum order, uh, but they're thousand uh, dollars. I'll give you five hundred. No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, that's crazy. A thousand dollars. We're we're cheaper than most of the other places, and you get more um, 
But I mean, we could definitely give you a deal. Do you want ten thousand, twenty? Our, our biggest order so far is twenty thousand, but we could do up to fifty in our current capacitance. Uh no, no. I need, uh, you know, I need about a hundred, but uh, I'm gonna pay seven hundred. No, no, you're not. And like, I started, it got into an argument. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is, do you see the big fucking sign behind me? <laughs> this is the price. This is the price for you, for him, for her, for everybody. What do you, he's like, that's not how it works in my country. I'm like, we're not in your country and you're pissing me right. off. And my boss came over and he's like, uh, you, that's not how you start a conversation. This business. Right. No, it, you with, say it's 1500 and then you settle at 1000 I'm like, that's why I'm not a salesman and I'm a fucking nerd. I'm out of here. This is like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah right. it's uh, that, that I don't know why that's such a massive turn off to me. The, uh, yeah, the there's, it's culture. almost like zero haggling in Japan for like anything. Even like it, I, you know what? I, I've successfully haggled once at a flea market here in Japan, and it's because I didn't have like enough money. Uh, and I've got like Tomba for PlayStation 1. You familiar with that game? No. Great game, great game. Um, but like, it was like I think it was like three games, three PS One games for like two dollars, and I only had like a hundred yen with me for some reason. I don't know. I think I just came back from somewhere, and I was like, oh my god, I only have a hundred yen. I'm so sorry. And they're like, okay, I'll give you three games for a hundred yen. So three games for a buck, and one of them was Tomba, and it's a really great game. That's so awesome. I don't know. So I was like, yeah, that's the one successful hackle here. I accidentally but, um, haggled once. Uh, I was in Jamaica, oh. which is a big haggle culture, but I, I fucking love Jamaica, so please don't think I was talking about that. I've been cooking before. some Jamaican jerk chicken recently. I love Jamaica. I love the food, love the culture. Good some music, dude good fucking good paddles over. We were on like some, you know, one of those, like, uh, you know, the, one of the cheap resorts that you just go to for a couple of days and sit on a beach, and some guy like paddles over on a canoe, and he's just like, uh, hey, man. Why don't you try the real Jamaica? Fifty dollars for this bag, and he pulls out this bag of weed. I, it would take me a year, a year to go through. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know, fifty dollars. I was like, do you have anything smaller? I'll just take a little. And he's just like, No, nah, man. Look, I'll give it to you for twenty dollars. I'm like, I don't want all that. Look, who did that dude steal that weed I from? I have a ten dollar <laughs> bill on me. Can you just pinch a handful out of it, and I'll stick it in my pocket? He's like, ah, oh, just take it, man. And I'm like, wow. I got, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> like, so I ended up with a gigantic bag of weed for $10. I think I rolled three joints and smoked myself into a coma. And then that was that. I'm a, I'm a drinker, not a smoker. So, you got uh, yeah. to be careful like about that stuff in Japan. Like If they find that you've even had any sort of association, if you're a foreigner, deported out oh. of here. That's it's it. Like zero I'm not going to be allowed in because of this interview of something it's, that happened. In yeah, exactly. This has already been demonetized with that Jamaican accent you did, sir. <laughs> not suitable for oh uh, all advertisers. So, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to walk into the privilege. bar in Stanford. It's going to be months. I'm going to go back to the, the city I used to live in, and uh, one of my buddies there is Jamaican. And I'm just. I, I have. I'm going to walk in. And he's just going to bitch slap me. Open hand man slap me. What the hell. That's for that fucking interview you did, asshole. You want to do my accent? You do it right. I can feel it. It's yeah, coming. Welcome. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. Any any of my Jamaican friends you, watching? I thought you were going to the other route where it says like, "See, some of my best friends are Jamaican, <laughs> and I can guys." No, I can do it. No. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how you can tell a real racist because some of my friends are. So that I know the response they're going to have. Right. This Thank isn't you. a <laughs> My best friends are these people. You think you know? you're funny yeah. with that accent? You think you're trying I'm to do good. a Bob Marley impression? Oh, Fuck everybody you. loves Jamaican. Like, I'm sure like Jamaican dudes probably have fun with that too. It's like, 
look at the white boy doing a Jamaican accent. Yeah, <laughs> depending. As long as you're not disrespectful, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great story about haggling. That's like the that's like how do you get so lucky? That's like a lucky story right there too. Yeah, I really I just wanted what did to you do with the rest of that weed. Uh, that um, in the hotel room for the so next guest we, to kind of. We, I think, I, I don't know why. I think I was a little paranoid about it because I didn't know what the rules are. Because depending on the country you're in, you can get in some massive shit for that, which oh, is gotta... kind of annoys me because it's a plant. You don't have anything to get arrested. <laughs> but I think I, I hid it somewhere. I think I hid it like, like lift up a ceiling rafter or something. It, there was something where you had to deliberately go, and I think I left it there so that if somebody. You know, so I'm hoping maybe the cleaning crew would find it and be like, oh, stupid white boy smoking the garbage weed, whatever. Which, by the way, was some of the strongest weed I've ever smoked in my life. <laughs> I would imagine. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's The yeah. reputation is pretty uh, It's pretty legendary. Yeah. You would have prevented somebody from killing themselves. They might have been like hanging themselves from that rafter or whatever. And they're like, wait a sec. Well, I've always wanted to smoke oh, maybe yeah. before I kill myself. And the next thing you know, they smoke one and they're like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, what are you doing, man? You know what I do? I'm going to buy myself an NES RGB mod that shit. Yep. Have a good time playing some Super Mario Bros. There you go. What was I doing? They don't got that kind of stuff in heaven or hell. I heard they got, got Bubsy 3D in hell. I don't want to be playing that shit all my life. Space Jam, whatever. Or whatever. Space Jam? Oh, God damn. I almost, I, the reason I wanted a PlayStation is funny you mentioned Space Jam. The two reasons I almost bought a PlayStation before I bought an N64 and waited and got an N64. I was hyped on Space Jam and I fucking loved Bubsy for Super Nintendo. And those are the two games I was going to buy when I got a PlayStation. And I was like, I'll wait until, um, I don't know. I heard like Gambare Goemon was coming out for N64, like the um, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Mm-hmm. And I loved that game on Super Nintendo. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait for, a, uh, I'll get an N64 instead of a PlayStation. But I was super hyped. I would go to Toys R Us and I would look at the little flippy thing for like Space Jam and Bubsy 3D. I'm like, this is like the best game ever. I can't believe this. Those were the two shitty games that I almost stopped gaming. I wouldn't be here today if I would have gotten a PlayStation and bought those two games when I bought it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's, that's the one thing that's uh, very different from when we were kids to now is, you know, pre- game downloads pre-demos if you went to a store and you rented a game and it was garbage that was it (laughs) that was your weekend so you rented that on a friday night if you don't like that game you either lost your money so as a kid it was like seven dollars to rent a game or something which was a shitload of money as a 10 year old right Um, oh yeah so that's it you either just you gave up and then you go play your other games and you lost your seven dollars or you stick with that shitty game and you play through it and you try to get and there, there was a couple I couldn't. I mean, I, I couldn't make it five minutes into. They were so bad on every level. But uh, right. I mean, you, you kind of, you have a different appreciation for other games when you're kind of forced to play them like that. And there was right. many where, as soon as you get used to whatever the weirdness was, and as soon as you get past the first little spots, turn out to be really great games. So, yeah, it's, it's different now. If a game doesn't capture me right away, I don't want to play it. <laughs> no, same here. Hold on one sec. I'm going to use the restroom real quick. Yeah. I don't know if you want to cut that or whatever. All right. We're back. Um, For those of you who have never uh, hung out and drank with me in person, I am a large man with a tiny little bladder. 
I just have to. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. I don't get it. Um, but uh, yeah, so since we're back, I stopped to have a refill. And uh, while it's now 10.30 ish in the morning, I actually am meeting an old friend to go do a bunch of stuff today. And he wants to day drink because apparently I'm the guy people call when they want to day drink. So let me let all of you guys it. in on this secret. Uh, so you have a glass with ice. You have a Gatorade, which most time, if you're not an athlete, this stuff just uh, bloats you anyway, so I try to stay away from it. So here you go. Now you have your electrolytes and you have some water, but you want to keep the buzz going, otherwise you'll get a headache and kind of pull out from the day. So you have some Stolio right into the Gatorade. That's about a shot. A healthy pour, if you will. <laughs> So here we go. I'm learning something new today, too. Yeah, I'm going hard today. And uh, no, this genuinely is not <laughs> what my Saturday is usually like. But we got Jimmy Hoppa, got old friends coming in. This is a, this is a day. That sounds awesome to me. Yeah, it's go strong. It, dude. But um, electrolytes, you need Gatorade. <laughs> it's what plants crave, <laughs> you know? So I made one of those with uh, the same exact thing, but I used Pedialyte one time, which is like the stuff that you give babies when they get dehydrated. Yeah. Um, thinking say. that was the better idea. And I made that because it was another – we were doing like uh, the, the soccer finals. Anybody that's a Premier League fan, you know, there's obviously like a huge time difference. So you have to get up early if you want to – you know, it's one of those you start drinking at 7 a.m. and then you're asleep by 3 p.m. But uh, mm-hmm. I used Pedialyte and all of our hands – swelled so much from all the salt and all of the you know <laughs> so we uh we all looked you know even the the skinny ones Comedy we all looked skin, like a bunch yeah. of you know like me like me normally a bunch of big mitts fucking i should have been a bass player not a guitar <laughs> player said, with a hand like that but hey used to advertise pedialyte after zima right <laughs> back uh, in the day that's hysterical <laughs> that's perfect for the for the parents who are going in steal some of your kids pedialyte the next morning after too much zima yeah a conspiracy but uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean like uh <laughs> just uh just to go back into video games if um we we're talking about a little bit about super potato but yes. um yeah if you come over to japan um i definitely gonna have to hit up akihabara and like uh more than glad to be your guide um same thing goes out for pff, fuck anybody pretty much anybody who wants to come to japan if i can make it i'm, I'm always happy to help people out I would especially, love to do the retro yeah. roundtable in Japan. If we can get all of us out there uh, just partying in Japan, having fun, do a live podcast there, I think that would be absolutely insane. Oh, it would be so good, yeah. What are the chances of that actually? Like I know, um, like over where you're at, you got like that Brooklyn Barcade, right? Well, Which, so uh, just to be clear. I don't clear, know if you go there often. But just yeah. to be clear, the, bar- the barcades in New York are, um, the Brooklyn one especially, are very hipstery. It's uh, you go there to be ironic. The one in Manhattan, uh, especially if you go during the day, it's filled with just people that want to play games and not be bothered. And then you go at night, and it's the same thing. Um, the one in Jersey was pretty cool too. But it's uh, I was told that the people who own those do not own them because they love video games. They own them because they thought it was a great gimmick. If you want to sure. actually experience what it's like to be in a real, like an actual legit arcade with people that genuinely give a shit. That's when you go to the uh, next level iFix machine, um, especially if there's any tournaments. Uh, Brooklyn Video Games is a smaller store, but they do host Neo Geo tournaments there. And every weekend you could do Sounds something. Sounds pretty cool. So yeah. if it's Friday or Saturday and you're in that area, yeah, uh, just I would. In fact, I would go like if you're in New York, I would go to any of the barcades during the day, 
Uh, I wouldn't bother speaking to anybody because they're just going to look at you sideways if you ask a game-related question. Um, and sure. then towards the evening into the night to God only knows how late they go sometimes, then head to Brooklyn and see whatever event is going on that night because it's it's real. It feels like it, it feels like the arcades from back in the day. There's less machines, but more people are into it, and the machines are higher quality. So that's definitely where. That's the New York explanation, if I if if I could. Yeah, well, there you go. I was gonna ask you about that too. I mean, I know this is like your interview and everything for, for me, oh, but ask me whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned Book Brooklyn Barcade because I went there. I think maybe uh, six years ago. Jesus Christ, it's been a long time. But yeah, six years ago, I went to the Brooklyn Barcade, and like I went when there was nobody around. Me and like three friends went over. And, uh, you know, I was visiting in New York, uh, three friends. I think my sister were there. So it's kind of like, ah, whatever my sister's around, but I was playing like Strider. I was playing like, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm like just having a really contra, like mm-hmm. it was a really great time. Nobody was there too. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I was like, I wasn't there like just trying to chit chat with people. So it was a really great experience for me. I wanted to open up a arcade barcade type of like thing like that, like in Hawaii, and then I was like looking into like starting up a business. I was like, oh, this is not going to happen anytime soon. But I was going to say, like, if you do come to Japan, um, there are a, a few bars, like at least in my area, there's like at least one bar I know of that uh, a friend introduced me to that he gave all his like old Super Famicom and like Famicom games to this guy. Mm-hmm. So he's got like this full like library of like some of the best games ever made at this guy's little tiny bar and you can just play them whenever. Um, but even like in Akihabara, um, like I was saying, mentioning earlier, I went to go hang out with this guy, Kid Shoryuken, and he was trying to take me to this place called A Button in Akihabara, and it's like a, a retro game bar, but mm-hmm. like it was closed when we went to go, we traveled all the way there to, to go, but, um, but yeah, there are places like that too in Japan. I don't know if there's any ones that are like, oh, this is just like a gimmick or whatever, and they're just trying to get, scam these fucking nerds to give us some money. It's a, it is the greatest scam though, because like when I was at that barcade in Brooklyn, you know, drinking and like trying to beat a video game on like an arcade machine is the worst. You know, it's just like, okay, let me just put in another quarter and I'm just trying to keep playing this game. And like, you know, your your skill your skills get shittier, but your desire to play gets like higher, right? Yeah. So it's like you got this weird thing. It's like a perfect scam. But um, I had a I had a great time in, in the arcade in Brooklyn. So it's all so, uh, this is six the, years ago. Though, so. Out of all the different arcades I've been to, um, you know. As long as you go during the day, it's not crowded. I think we went, we went pretty early, too. But, yeah. Um, um, but some of them, uh, like, there's a great selection of games, usually, too. I'll give them that. But, you know, very they're in different states of, of quality. You know, there's a lot of machines with CRT burn-in that are barely working anymore. But some yeah. arcades are, are totally fine. Like, you just go in and you enjoy yourself. You know, tip the bartender well just to be polite, and then no one will ever bother you. But there are some that turn all of the modes on the games up to the hardest, so oh, that right. you have to keep pumping your quarters in. And I actually, when I interviewed Corey for My Life in Gaming when he was in New York, we went to one. We were literally the only people in that bar. It was like, what, 4 o'clock in the afternoon or something. And as soon as they realized we were doing like a video game interview, they cranked the music up so we'd leave. Like, they did not want to what? be part of that. Yeah. And uh, I've had I've had many people tell me they've met the owners before, and they're just like douchebag hip- hipsters that think it's a great gimmick, and they couldn't give a Fucking shit about the hipsters. games. That's why I mentioned the other places that I do, because oh, um, yeah, I, I'd love to hear about stuff like that because I'm I'm un, uninformed, I'm ill-informed. Yeah. 
Well, like um, the the last tournament, right? I think I've covered one of the two old Two Furious tournaments. Uh, I keep uh, my scheduling is all crazy because I got to balance IT jobs and everything else. But um, okay. I really wanted yeah, to I do one you. start to finish and borrow like professional video ca- equipment because the amount of care and effort that goes into those things, especially the main cab. So there's, you know, during the tournament, there's everybody's battling each other's different things. There's sub games. So, you know, if the main tournament's Street Fighter 2, they might have like, you know, a virtual fighter over in the corner or whatever, just, just to get more people to have fun and to give something to do. But that yeah. main cab, that you always have a versus cab, which uh, it's probably something that more common in Japan because I didn't see one myself a oh, few yeah. years yeah. ago, but it's a sit down arcade yeah. cab that faces each other for people that don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and the the stuff that they build, so each cab gets the same quality, um, and then it outputs to uh, a stream uh, an upscaler, usually the OSSC, and then that gets split off to the stream that you see live, uh, the projector, they, like they have this whole matrix switcher, and they do it in a way where everybody gets the highest quality. They make sure everything's like everything's calibrated and perfect. They have the dude who does the sticks who makes sure like no one's going to go to to the final battle and have like a bum arcade stick or a bum button or something like that. And it's just the the efforts they go through to make sure that these (laughs) tournaments are legit. It's like, you know, you will never find that at a barcade, which is why I say, Hey, go to the barcade first, get that awesome variety, you know, go enjoy and how much that hipster owner spent on those arcade machines. Just, just play all of twenty dollars on Craigslist. And then once you get a good buzz <laughs> and once you're ready for some legit fun, then uh, you know, then head over. To when the, you're ready the to real grow up, things. yeah. So that yeah. sounds awesome, man. Yeah, sounds yeah. pretty legit. Sounds like something like, like yeah, me and you would like uh, for what we kind of are into. Like that's kind of like our scene. I'm sure. Yeah, like absolutely. The fucking the passion is there, right? Yeah, if, if people are just like just doing it for like you know. Is you know, I met like some people who like um like this one guy who's like a video game store owner in like a lot of the places in Kochi and a few places in Akihabara. Uh, I got to meet this guy and like he took me out a few times and he knows nothing about video games, but he wasn't just like I can make money off these fucking nerds, but he was like, yeah, just like something I wanted to do. I was like, okay, well, fine. Yeah, nice, but that's weird enough. That's I'd rather have a guy totally like, cool really in my me. opinion. Yeah, I'd rather have like you know like I mentioned some stores in Akihabara, which I probably should talk about it if anybody's still listening <laughs> at this point like what the fuck is this drunk rambling uh podcast or interview but um like the people at like that place like beep mm-hmm. like a lot of those people like they're super into like what they're doing and like they're into like the the history and like like the owner is like super knowledgeable at everything like one of the only stores in Akihabara where like people will actually have conversations with you which is really nice i thought but um, well, I, I like I don't I don't begrudge anybody whatever they have like a business or they have any sort of plan. That's great. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather go somewhere where people have that passion, you know. Yeah, I would it's prefer kind of like to go YouTube. to the places where people have the passion. I am totally one hundred percent supportive of the people that are like, yeah, I don't really get it, but I kind of like it. So whatever. Oh sure, yeah, hundred percent. It's just the uh, the yeah, that hipster gamer. attitude. Like we're oh. better than you, but we're gonna watch all of you lesser people walk in and pay us money. Fuck you! I'm gonna go in and play your games, buy one beer, tip your bartender really great, and then not buy yeah. another beer. So the bartender loves leave me, a, but leave fuck a you. on the floor in the darkest corner and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I would not do that, but uh, I'm sure somebody that. does. So there you go. I'm sure it happens all the time. So. Yeah. Um, before we go, any tips, any, anything for anybody that wants to get into anything 
Japan related. And this is great because if you were if you kind of grew up in Hawaii, then you have the sense of how uh, both sides might look at it. People in Japan, people in the States, people all over the world. Any last yeah. tips of like, um, you know, you already said where to go if you go to visit, but like, what if you want to get into Japanese gaming culture? What if you want to buy stuff? Are there any things that are like the basic, you know? Like- so people who are trying to get into like uh, Japanese gaming and stuff like that? or Yes. Okay, obviously the first thing is to go to um, my channel and subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, I mean, um, it's a, obviously uh, because the, your channel does center in on those Japan-only games, right? So. Well, it's, uh, there, there are a few channels on YouTube that you could go to. Um, yeah, but there, yours there is the two. best, all right? Stop Not it. really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> the, the best to point your finger and laugh at. But um, yeah, as far as like um, if you're just trying to get into it, things on the first it, from in the first place, um, one thing that people always say is like, well, I don't have a console to play these games or I have to mod my system. Honestly, like, like, you know, so for example, PlayStation two, PlayStation one, people are always talking about, Oh, I'm going to do a swap trick. I'm going to get a chip. I'm going to do this. No, no, fuck that. Just get a Japanese PS one or PS two. They're so cheap online. Like in Japan, I can find like a PS one for a dollar at some places complete in box. You know, if I'm lucky, um, and online on eBay, I see a lot of auctions, they sell the systems for so cheap and like they might even sell junk ones, but um, you can get like a, a console for almost anything for very cheap. I think online, even on eBay, uh, especially if you do auctions rather than buy it now and try to do be- um, best offers if you can, because a lot of that stuff, like especially like consoles, like I got a tiny apartment over here. Right. I don't know like if it's a big company, maybe they don't give a shit. Maybe, they, maybe, uh, maybe they do give a shit. But they have so much stuff they don't care if they sell things at a loss. They're just trying to keep things going and going because they have a business, right? Make make that offer. Just try to get a console instead of like having to mod things for like you know region switches. I I would say it's a lot cheaper and a lot less frustrating in the long term, and you don't have to fuck with like your childhood system. That's like one thing I would say to do. Um, those places yeah, so I mentioned. That's actually earlier. a really great thing that I didn't I didn't connect until now because uh, my buddy Ben from iFix Retro just did my PS2 mod. And, um, you know, he normally charges 70 for that because it's really hard. Like, you know, I, I could mod a SNES Mini with my eyes closed after, like, 10 yeah. more of these and do a perfectly good job. <laughs> but the PS2, hell no, the soldering points are way smaller. So, yeah, I mean, it's if you think of how much it costs to mod yours versus just to buy a Japanese console, in many cases, even... Well, so Super Nintendo, all you have to do is just cut the tab so the cartridges fit. That's different. Right. But to put a Super CIC mod is really hard. So, yeah, it's a, a great tip um, is buy the console of the region that you're going for. It might be cheaper. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it even even for stuff like I know you can soft mod Wii's and stuff like that. But like Wii's are so out of fashion here in Japan now. You see them complete in box for like 10 bucks nowadays. Hmm. So like I, there was this one uh, like I was talking about book off. There was this one book off I went to, and they had about like thirty Wii's complete in box, ten bucks a pop. Wow! And some of them might have said like, "Oh, there's some scratches on it," but like in Japan, even like here's one thing too about like if you're really anal about like condition, most Japanese people will not actually tell you the condition. This is this is something people say about like Japanese people versus like American businessmen, right? Or whatever, right? If you ask a Jap uh, American businessman how much money they make. They'll say quite over like what they make because they're trying to brag and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And that's kind of like how it is. You know, you don't want to be seen as like a poor motherfucker. Right. But in Japan, it's the opposite. Like they'll uh, they'll say, like, I make this much money, but they actually make a lot more. So when people talk about conditions of games and stuff in Japan, 
Like in America, it's like, yeah, this is flawless. It's like whatever. What was that stupid like video quality? Wow, <laughs> on these stupid HDM composite HDMI things. <laughs> yeah, right? I love that. It's like there's a lot of bullshit, right? Because people are like, oh my god, yeah, this is supposed to be great. But in Japan, it's the opposite. Like people will say, like, okay, there are scratches on this disc, so it's going to be like five dollars off. Like I'm like okay, and then sometimes they'll show you the scratches, and like there's nothing, there's no scratches or anything. I'm like oh my god, there's this there's a crack in the CD case, so it's gonna be thirty dollars off. It's That's... a fucking CD case, dude. <laughs> right. I don't just switch it with something like get it get a Bubsy 3D CD case and switch it for your uh, little Ralph CD case, stuff like that. So like when you were looking for like auctions or whatever online, if it says like oh this is acceptable, this is a C condition or D condition. It's probably like an A condition in America. That's one thing that I would say as well. Um, and yeah, just like auctions on eBay. And, you know, buy it now. Sometimes like if you go to like a, a smaller seller, kind of like what you're saying with Castlevania, one, you're supporting somebody who's not like this big company who they just buy up everybody's shit and just sell it and soulless. Um, but also like you could probably get a better deal and less people are watching those auctions. Like that's one thing about like I mentioned Yamatoku earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of people watch that guy's auctions. He's been around since at least 2000 when I started using eBay. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have a lot more competition uh, as far as auctions. But um, the best thing you can do if you want to get into Japanese gaming is wait until Golden Week because plane tickets to Japan, which is um what is it late March, early April, or is it late April, What's early May? Golden I can't Week. Remember. I've never heard this before. It's it's like the the big holiday season in japan okay where a lot of like the the normal jobs they have like a week off mm-hmm. so it's the golden week and they mostly go out of the country or go to different parts of japan so people aren't really um they're out of japan and they're not coming back for that whole week so you can probably get a really good trip into japan and uh like i got a 555 dollar round trip ticket one year to, from hawaii but uh even like even that's a really great deal from hawaii so come there and uh, yeah, just do your shopping in Japan. That's the best thing because like one, you get a cultural experience, you get a life experience. That's great. Um, two, you get super cheap games and, and awesome games, and it's just it's just fun. Like the thrill of the hunt is like what I like. Like you know, with a uh, I go into a place like what do they have? Okay, they don't have anything I'm really into, but like it was fun looking. So. Um, that's also a big thing and i don't know that's that's, that's all the real tips i can think of mm-hmm. um but yeah like no, you know those are great joking, joking about my channel but there's like a lot of great sites out there that'll help you out sure like legacy sites like i'm sure like i haven't been there in, in a long time but like hardcore gaming 101 probably has a great information on japanese only games so there's a few youtube channels out there um you can check out my channel but i don't put out that many videos <laughs> So, not as many as I'd like to. But, yeah, but um, you don't have fluff content, so there you go. That's good. Uh, I hope you know, I should you're not change putting that. out content just because uh, you know when you when uh, YouTube doesn't send you your million dollar check one month, you need to put out fluff content to get the check back. So there you go. Uh, I definitely don't do it for the money. I know you're not supposed to talk about YouTube money, but I think I make more in like a day than I made in four years on YouTube. Are so you not supposed to talk about YouTube money? I think it's like a violation of their terms. Okay, well, I might be banned for saying this, but I don't make anything off of YouTube. Don't let your trolls know they're going to get you banned now. <laughs> if that's if that's why I get banned, I will just upload no. shit to my own server. That's fine at this point. I just, uh, yeah, I, have, I never you understood have, YouTube I, uh, money. I don't make anything off of it. I think I've made a uh, total in, in two years and like a couple hundred thousand hits total. I think hmm. I've made like... 200 300 dollars total in years 
years. That's exactly. That's exactly how much I've made. Basically, two to three hundred, which is like uh we must be doing something wrong because I hear like people who are like have like less subs than us too. Like, yeah, I make like fifty dollars a month. I'm like, what? That's good for you, but yeah, I'm sure that's people that uh, if they're counting sponsorships, like or maybe it's you your know. analogy of the Americans that are trying to boost up how much they make. Maybe I've seen screenshots though, so. oh. <laughs> unless they're photoshopping that. So I'd rather be honest and be a loser than check out how much kid. money I made. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't make any money off of YouTube, really. So yeah, the analogy that I always do for my friends that I can vouch for. So the the ones that I'm comfortable saying is the guys in the retro roundtable. I like I'm I while I wouldn't speak for them, I'm confident that this is a true statement. Um, if they were in this for the money, they would go uh, sweep floors at McDonald's and make more money than they would have made in the amount of time that they've spent on the things that they do. We do this shit sure. because we enjoy oh. the shit out of it. Like this is fun. This is a hobby. I get to drink. Like, uh, with, I get to drink with a new friend in fucking Japan at yeah, nine man. o'clock in the morning in New York. What a, can you think of a cooler have, hobby? Can I drink this? <laughs> <laughs> I got no more drinks left. But so yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun, yeah. The man. people that and brag about yeah, YouTube so. revenue are either lying or doing it for the wrong reasons. So yeah. Oh, it's honestly, it's, it's it actually would be really easy to make quick YouTube money if you really want to. Well, I think we've covered as much ground as we can after having uh, probably four drinks for me, I guess, because I did have that big thing wow, of yeah. vodka and, you know, all right. Well, yeah, four drinks in, uh, like an hour-ish, hour and 40 Should have bought more. I, I thought this was going to be like about an hour. So I was like, yeah, two or three drinks will be fine, but I had a lot of fun, so yeah, let's do it I'm, again. I'm trying to stay sober-ish <laughs> because I literally have to – when I finish this, I'm <laughs> I'm getting in a cab and I'm Jumping going down out. to the Javits Center and meeting some old friends who I'm pretty positive as soon as I walk in there, they're going to be like, Bob's here. Let's start drinking. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Bring, bring out the, yeah, bring out the cone. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the advantage good. of being in New York City is I never have to worry about getting myself home. It's not like, oh, it was the Uber. Do I need to call for a ride? If it's a 45-minute drive, who can I rely on? To... No. Worst case scenario, I just aim in the direction of my – like, a, the streets are numbered. And I've never been right. so drunk I can't count up and down after a block. So I could just walk right – Towards my house and go from go from there. But are you on Manhattan? Yeah. Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah. My uh, awesome. the short short version is my wife commuted an hour and fifteen every day each way when we lived in Stanford to work, and then she got a, a much fancier, newer job. And it, some days it was an hour and forty five each way. And she was like, "That's it. Jesus. We got to move to the city." I I don't think we can't afford to. So now I, I live in a one room apartment. I live in a studio apartment in Manhattan, right by Columbus Circle. So uh, yeah, it's always That's funny cool. when uh, yeah. I have a friend. My my drummer, his girlfriend, actually works right down the street. She's like, "You live here? Wow! So what do you do?" And I'm like, "I live. I Voltar's garage is bigger than my apartment. I think we measured it <laughs> once." <laughs> so from now on, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm uh, one of the Trump." kids yeah no 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 lie about that still a normal That's... person just trying to live in a not so normal part of new york so yeah man uh, hey for that though it is that's, that's cool though living in in that kind of that situation though like i'm sure there's obviously there's like a lot aside from the money there's a lot of like pains but there's a lot of like really cool stuff you wouldn't get anywhere else yeah unless you live here there's experiences that you never have and some i i know a lot of people that um on a like I, I love 
I don't want to sound cheesy, but I love life. I love whatever fucking comes at me. It's, uh, you know, even the <laughs> shitty things, it's like, this sucks. That's going to make my drunken day drinking with Jimmy Hopper even better tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I know a lot of people yeah. that if they, they lived here and did these things, they would be, ab- they would hate everything. They would be miserable. So it sure. is, it is not for everybody. Um, where, you know, I, I just, I kind of just enjoy whatever rolls my way, but, uh, it is definitely not for everyone, but yeah different and interesting that's sweet man that is an experience that yeah i I do enjoy some of the crazies though the guy that the guy that's in the middle of the street screaming i got a bomb (laughs) strapped to my chest and i'm gonna blow everybody up and he's got no shirt on so just i'm not i'm not drunk this literally happened guy with no shirt (laughs) i believe nothing strapped to his chest that I have a bomb strapped to my chest and I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill you don't everybody. Understand, man. Holding, holding his hand out like this. And people you are literally like, <laughs> just walking right by him like, fucking crazy again. God See, what he's trying to say to you is that the world is the bomb and it's strapped to his chest. And that's why he's bare out there. I hate he's to trying break to tell it to you. To get your act Normally together. I would agree with you, Jimmy Hoppe. But right now what I'm telling <laughs> you this guy is saying is, oh, I no, would like some crazy. more crack. Will somebody please get me some more crack? <laughs> oh, it reminds me of Chinatown in Hawaii. This guy came up and asked uh, me and some other guys, like, hey, get bag ice. You know where I can get bag ice? And I was like, oh, I think you might be able to get some at the supermarket. He's like, dummy, he's talking about ice, ice, you know? So I, 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 know, I know that guy is just a little bit loopy and uh, That's really should funny. get some help. See, but, now uh, I'm, I'm quite happy I didn't get that joke until the end because Clearly not a crackhead. So, <laughs> like <laughs> ice. God what do you mean? That. What do you mean by ice? Oh, I see what convert, he's talking so about. You're going to convert your uh, your Patreon to a GoFundMe after all. Get oh, Bob off of his ice. No, no. The only thing I, in fact, the only thing I've ever been addicted to is pizza and cookies. Clearly, uh, but my, uh, <laughs> my poison of choice is uh, is definitely the booze. Not uh, I'm not a crack guy. I'm already hyper enough. I don't need uppers. Coffee makes me jittery. God, crack when my <laughs> eyes pop out of my head. <laughs> Here's the thing. Pizza, pizza, cookies, and booze in Japan are great. So make sure you save up for that trip, man. Yeah. Yeah, I even have in my will. Like, uh, I don't want a, I don't want a, a funeral, but if somebody does anything, there must be either cookies or beer. And if people refuse either, I was never friends with them. So they, don't, <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed in. You got to choose one. But uh, Bury you that shit, yeah. Well, this was fucking awesome. Thank you very much for doing yeah, this. Um, super, super happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Really cool. appreciate it. And uh, yeah, whether for interview or not, let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it yeah. again. We'll do. Uh, we'll plan one. This is exactly what I'd hope for this time. But next time we'll plan mm-hmm. one a little more structured. So maybe, uh, sure, maybe we will have a topic or something. Because if, if we have any subscribers left after this, <laughs> you yeah. know, for anybody to watch, we should. Sure. Uh, we should. Uh, I should try to drag Zach into one of these. We'll have a three-way with Voltar. Okay, uh, that works. Yeah, we'll, trouble, we'll, man. We'll have some fun. Ruin the integrity of uh, YouTube. Ruined, <laughs> so. Ruined it. Uh, yeah, I like right, that guys. guy. He's like he's the perfect uh, perfect balance of like chill and arrogance, is what I would say. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't it like perfectly? Like I've only talked was, to him that one time. I was gonna say the perfect balance of like uh, 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 of grounded and stable and batshit crazy at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Yeah, That's, you have. Love it. All right, Zach, we're calling you out. You're in it next time.
Um, yeah. So please subscribe to Jimmy Hoppus' channel. Um, definitely check out his videos. Uh, if you want to laugh, check out the semen one because it's literally called semen, and it uh, it's actually kind of an interesting story. Uh, you, what was the name of the channel where you just did the um, oh. uh, the the dual video with? Collaboration, yeah, that was with the uh, DJ Slope over at Slope's Game Room, there Daniel Ibertson. So, way bigger YouTuber than either of us, but um, always been a good friend, always been supportive of my channel. So, I appreciate him having me go. on there. Actually, I uh, think um, if you don't mind sitting through too. a longer video, I would start with that one because I, I was actually re- I really enjoyed that one. That I learned a lot. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it, you it, know, it was great, very yeah. cool video. But definitely you're trying you to trying to let us know that you're interested in that sea man, huh? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, if you're good. into obviously any of the the Japanese culture gaming, you know the localized stuff. Check out your regular channel for that. And um, yeah, so, well, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, I'm gonna go get uh, uh, I'm gonna go get drunk and then post hateful things <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> All right, we'll see those man boobies later. <laughs>